Blog Talk Radio. The few dudes to 
heaven What else in hell Can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11 Emerge at the other end Of those meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press one To everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University Oh please don't be frightened I'm terribly sorry about this You are Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is No The Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed, this is your host, Brother Blue Pill. All right? Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Peace, family. Welcome back to another monumental episode of KTL Radio. Yes, indeed. This is definitely one for the record book, so get comfortable, relax yourself. Um, while I await my co-host to check in for the evening, please, family, as we always do around this time, if you update your statuses, send a tweet out, post a pic to your Instagram, open up your window, you know what I'm saying, tell the homies, run up the hill, go tell it on the mountain, whatever you got to do, get on the megaphone, Empire State Building style. Do whatever needs to be do, but let them know that you are rocking with the best. All right? KTL Radio is here. Tonight's episode is The Meeting with the Masters featuring Dr. Phil Valentine and Dr. Delbert Blair. Legend. All right? So let's just give it a second, family. I am, again, as I said, I'm awaiting my co-host, so. Brother should be checking in any minute now. You know? Let me um me go to the phone lines. Give my calls. All right. Peace. Peace, peace. What's goody? Peace to the family. Peace to the family. Welcome to Nota Ledge Radio. This is your co host for the evening, Brother Red Tail, live and direct. Peace. What's goody? What's happening? Are we just here? All right. West Coasting? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Over there the NYC. Yeah. I'm in the Temple of Dolph, West Coast edition. Oh, the, the Temple rabbi. of Dolph, West Coast. Shout out to the yeah. rabbi, Sloop. <laughs> Don't yes, know. Indeed. Yes, indeed. What's up? What's going on in Cali right now, man? California. It's all about sunny weather. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, you know, but don't let that fool you. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's um, irrational weather patterns going on everywhere. So even though the sun is shining bright and brilliantly out here. You know, the wind is still blowing. It's still, you know, we're not enjoying the nominal weather that we're used to around this particular time of year. And, you uh, know, what they don't tell you about Los Angeles, 
is that Los Angeles, based on the um, the geography of the place, is broken into a lot of different climates. So you got three different climates at any given time in L.A. always, and nobody told me that I had to find out the hallway. So, you know, in New York, like during spring, summer days, how you could be guaranteed three different climates. When you wake up, it's going to be one way. During the day, it's going to be another. Make sure that you're in your coat out with you. You know what I'm saying? Because at nighttime, it's going to get brick. But all of that goes on in L.A. at the same time. Yeah. So the the valley is, is one temperature, right, because it's a literal valley. It's, in, it's surrounded by mountains that are of high altitudes, and Los Angeles is in a bowl. It's in a valley. Okay? Okay. And then you have downtown, right? Downtown has a um, a different climate for some reason. Like how in New York, 125th will always have a different climate, no matter what's going on or where you at. The minute you hit 125th, it's going to get hot on 125th, okay? I don't care if it's 100 degrees outside. It'll be 105 on 125th. So, yeah, on the shade side of the street at that. So high concentration of melanated people, when you hit Crenshaw Boulevard, the the temperature automatically is going to go, you know what I'm saying, it's going to hike. So um, you got the valley, you got downtown, and else? Somewhere else, that, that, you know what I mean, the weather gets real tricky. Indeed, indeed. Hollywood might have a different temperature, yeah, because, you know, that shit is reptilian, so you got always as cool in Hollywood. <laughs> so, no doubt. You know. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. So yeah, here we are. It's a very active weekend out here. Okay. You know, it is. 420 weekend. Oh, yeah, it's 420, <laughs> right? <laughs> 420 lands on Easter Sunday, right? Yeah, or twenty oh, land on Easter, <laughs> so the bunny's gonna be getting right. The bunny ear is gonna be pointed up all Sunday. <laughs> Ain't gonna be no droopy, no droopy ear bunnies on Sunday. <laughs> it's just gonna no. be up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How you figure that one out? It's gonna be the Easter egg hunt. Oh, and the purple yeah, egg hunt. Blood moon during Passover. Easter's on. 420, you know what I'm saying? They're going to be having, um, yeah, the, the egg hunts they're going to be having, the egg going to have hashish and hemp in it. It's crazy. That's uh, very interesting, very interesting. You know what I'm talking about? Do you have any events that's coming up this weekend, though, outside of the 420? Anything going on in the community? Yeah, I actually, yes, yes, yes. Brother Ashra Kwesi actually is going to be at the Karaz Center oh, tomorrow. Okay. Yes. And, okay. you know, that's kind of impromptu. I didn't know about that until the other day. But nonetheless, right on time, you know what I'm saying, as people are getting enraptured into this whole, quote, unquote, holy week, you know what I'm saying, the Brother Ashra Kwesi will be back in the building to remind people you know, and give his dissertation about African origins of Christianity 
and, you know, speaking about what these quote-unquote holy days are actually uh, speaking to, you know what I mean, as as only he can. So, yeah, yeah the brother's coming down with correct. that. Yeah, if my memory serves me correct, he did that in New York around the same time last year, you know what I'm saying, right on the, right on the eve of uh, Easter, you know what I'm saying, he went ahead and pulled right. that, that money out of the hat, you know what I'm saying. Right, so, you know, I guess he's um, making sure that he spreads that campaign out evenly, so he's bringing that particular word out here out west in a timely fashion. So that's yeah. tomorrow. That's grass. Um, I don't, I don't have the, uh, I don't have it in front of me, but I'll pull it up. You know, let you know what time it jumps off. More than likely, it's between six and nine. That's normally the time that they do events over at the craft. Okay. So, if if the family wants to know more about that, they can always call up the craft center and get that information. Uh, I also cool. have it posted on my page. Yeah, I'll repost it. You know, so whoever's trying to check for it can see what's good with that. Now I have a uh I have a a showing of my jewelry out at a um a art show tomorrow. Okay, talk about it. Yeah. So they got an art show from like seven PM to four AM. <clears throat> it's on Manchester though, you know. So that's like Kind of like, like, it was disclaimer on that, bro. He was like, it's on Manchester or not. Nah. Like, what's the, what's the disclaimer on that? Oh, no, no, I'm saying. That's, you know, we in the thick of things. Oh, it's in the thick of things? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, congrats. That is, um, you know, something that I'm very proud of you for. You know what I'm saying? You definitely... Uh, I saw some of those pieces that you're working with, you know what I mean? And uh, I don't even think that they're ready, you know what I'm saying? You definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like it's like I'm trying to not necessarily keep it under wraps, but, you know, I'm trying to, um, how can you control lightning? Feel me? You can't really control lightning. You, you could try your, your best to try to bottle it and contain it, you know, but lightning is going to do what lightning does. So... The next level and the next phase of things during with the power pieces line is totally out of this world. It's it's off planet. They're gonna be having a conference about it next year. You are you are too. They're gonna be talking about how the power pieces is off planet. Can I get a testimony, A. A. Rashid? If you don't have the power piece, you won't be able to board the ship. (laughs) All right, we'll leave it at that. There you have it. You know, um, we might we might take some pictures tomorrow and post from the event, or we just might make it exclusive to the people that are there to bear witness. And I know people are sitting there like, "Can I come on with the show?" But real talk, we we we're talking about an experience that is going to be so mind altering. You know what I'm saying? And that's just not loose talk. You know, I'm being very sincere and candid that 
the jury is, is like we call it rock medicine for a reason. You know what I'm saying? When people see this jury, it just awakens something in them. And, you know, if you had a stall chakra, you know what I'm saying, if you had a boot on it, you just break the boot and it just starts spinning. All your chakras is just, they're going to take into fifth gear. So, and, and you just remember, like, niggas be blowing their horn about, yo, who we was and what we did and yada, yada. But sometimes you just got to show them something from that era and they lights come on. Feel me? Sure. That's why people go to the museums to see Tottenham. You know what I'm saying? That's why museums are what they are because people can go and see the old relics and tap in. And some of us remember when we was there. Like when I was going to see them, um, them gold sandals that they had at the Metropolitan Museum, right? and, and, and yeah, in the chemist section, I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? And they had the Jesus, the gold Jesus sandals. And they had the um. <laughs> The stuff yeah. for the toenails. The open toe gold joints. I'm like, nah, open, I had them joints with some, yeah, with some crushed linen back when. I know I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then you, right. you, you recollect and you revisit that place, and that's what imagination is about, man. And it's so essential that, you know, we surround ourselves with the things that can trigger imagination and open up that faculty of thought that we're able to connect with our past, but make it a benchmark of our glorious future. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got to be futuristic with this shit because you see where they're taking the people, man. They got Dana Smith putting on a dress in a slave movie? Wait, what? they want to take this thing? Oh, man, slow. Come What's on, going on? Will Smith's son put oh, a dress on. Boy. He's going to be playing a slave mo- in a slave movie. He's going to be playing next to Don Brown right here. Niggas going for that, huh? <laughs> Ace of Spain look like that. <laughs> oh, no, they're about to herald him. He's you playing. Mean? Yeah, they're going to make a new award for him. You feel they me? They're going to build a statue Brown. of him with that dress on in Hollywood somewhere. Yeah, he's playing alongside John Brown, and they are freeing slaves. John Brown. But your man got to have a dress on. He's a slave cross-dresser. Oh, man. And I've seen, the, I've seen a young, I've seen him at, at like, the Nickelodeon Awards with his skirt on. Yeah, he showed up to the Nick Awards with the skirt on already. I don't know what's worse. Him or your man, Nico. <laughs> Man, shower rock, Nico. Okay, so I'm going to just read an excerpt. I'm just going to read an excerpt of this story because I'm sure that, um, you know, if, if nothing else, you know, Dr. Valentine might want to touch upon this because this is part of his dissertation. This is part of his conversation that he's been having for a very long yes. time, yes, and he has documented works that speak to the importance of knowing the psychological, you know, effects of this. And I'm putting a show in 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 um in production that is very, very, very overdue, very timely. I'm not going to speak on who we're reaching out to, you know, but the show will pop up, and then we'll be talking about psychological effects of the feminization of men. And what happens I, when 
when the man when when manhood falls by the wayside. Okay. Yes. Can I add on real quick and ask you a question about did you see the uh news article that surfaced earlier this week, I believe it was on Wednesday, involving the director of the X Men guy by the name of Brian Singer and there was um yes, Brian Singer. Yes, Brian Singer, who also did the usual suspects and a few other movies wow. that people are familiar with. Now, his accuser is 31 years old now. What he was saying is at the time of his assault, which occurred in the early 90s, he was a part of a, um, a ring of young actors in Hollywood trying to get on who were being used, right. and I'm going to quote the words that he said, they were being used as human meat amongst, he said That's that there's said. a ring. Yes, he says he was being used, and this is yeah. in his lawsuit and his, the charges against the one, the, uh, Brian Singer. He was saying that, it's a, um, that there's a conglomerate, that there's a, a quote-unquote mafia, a gay mafia inside of the confines of Hollywood uh, a ring of pedophiles, mind you, who what they do is they um are uh, uh they rent out these mansions and they have these coke infused, right. alcohol infused, drug infused parties. Yeah, they, where they, yeah, they call them the Hollywood mansion yeah. parties. Yeah, and, and, and it's the it's, it's the uh, Hollywood gay version of the casting couch. And what he is um, accusing Brian Singer of is taking advantage of him on multiple occasions. He's saying that he's not the only one, that there's a slew of other young actors or um, people who never even became actors. They just were being right, never got on. Right. They never got on, you know. So that's very interesting um, what's going on over there in that valley that you talked about. But you could continue uh, reading that article about um, yeah. Will Smith. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also... At some point during the duration of this program, maybe, you know, after uh, Dr. Blair speaks, I'm going to read the article about the reptilian colony that they found underneath the streets of Hollywood in, like, the 1800s. And, like I said, I will read it word for word as it was, as it was printed in the paper. Don't take my word on it. I'm just going to re-report what's already been reported, and you take it from there. But there have been um, counts from people that have direct access to that world about interacting and interfacing with reptilians and shapeshifting and things of that nature. And, and, I mean, how else can you explain a society or community or an environment with this rabid desire you know what I'm saying, and 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 lust for uh, boy flesh. So mm. so um, I just want to read just a piece of what they're saying about this particular role. And I didn't see. Did you see the uh, After Earth? Because you know, KT the Octagree came and did a splendid, wonderful breakdown an explanation of how that movie was teaching about the importance of overcoming fear. And it was pretty much um, personifying the the father-son relationship 
Yes, yes. And how I want to raise their son. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, right. I never got a chance to see uh, After Earth. I keep missing it. I got to see it myself. I haven't seen yes. it as well. So I'm not really qualified to comment on it. But nonetheless, um, from what I understand, what I was told, he played a very heroic role in that movie. But that movie didn't do as well as it was anticipated to do. People didn't flock out, you know, the marketing and the budget that was put together, the budget that was put together to market that film was enormous, and they really felt that that was going to be blockbuster. The people didn't get out there and support it, you know what I'm saying, in the same way that they, uh, yeah, you know, that was anticipated. They didn't receive the message that they had put together, that they put their kind of like neck on the line to tell this message that mm-hmm. wasn't received this not that many people ran out. And then you see this. So this is how the article starts out. It says, Jaden Smith, the play slave, who is addressing upcoming film. You think that with all the criticism Tyler Perry has endured for wearing a dress when playing the beloved character Medea, black male actors would think twice before cross-dressing for roles. Nope. Apparently, cross-dressing is still in fashion because... Jaden Smith will star in The Good Lord Bird, a film adaption of a highly acclaimed book by James McBride, which tells a story from the viewpoint of a young slave who coincidentally wears a dress. From the viewpoint of a young slave who coincidentally wears a dress. Not only is you a slave, boy, but you my bitch. They're still doing slave movies, so, though. That's and I this, mean, look, and this satirical tale, Onion Shackleford, to be played by Jaden Smith, okay? The slave's name is Onion Shackleford. Meets up with abolitionist John Brown to wreak havoc. Hold on. He still got some Django in him. As if pushing the satirical envelope wasn't enough, Smith will be outfitted and addressed for the role. So, you know, it goes on and on. What were you going to say? But I, have, I have to ask you this one question. To be very careful of these new websites that report um, these false stories. There's more than one now. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. This is this is, of, this is a false Yeah, I know. Okay. But this this seems to be something that came from a press release because it's accredited news services that are carrying the story. It's not just like that that one story that everybody's running with, you know what I'm saying? And if it does come out to be a lampoon and shit, even more the better, you know? Hopefully not. Hopefully he ain't got to throw a dress on to play a runaway slave, but... (laughs) My thing is this. That's not you know, good for, for the babies, though. That's, that's damaging. Like, it's, it's, it's not good for the babies. And I'm sure, like I said, we can carry this conversation on a little bit later until Valentine comes through. But what I want to do is I want to get into tonight's episode. So I want to sure. welcome first guest of tonight's dynamic duo pairing 
two master teachers, two powerhouses on one platform. In anticipation for the upcoming lecture in New York City, April 27, Harlem, New York, the first Melanated UFO Conference, okay, also featuring Brother Polite. And is Shaka Akmos still part of this particular um, production? Is he? I'm asking you. You in the town. <laughs> I'm not sure. Shout out to the brother Shaka Akmos. Okay. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure if he's in the town. Shout out to Shaka. Um, I'm sure that... Uh, Either polite or call in assignment or shocker if he's hearing this. Let us know because I definitely want to hear from the brother as well. So, but in the meantime, in between time, let's go to the first caller on the line, and that will be caller calling in from 708422. Dr. Delba Blair, that's you. Peace. That is me, and peace to you. Peace to the brothers, and peace to the and may there be peace hey. on the earth. <laughs> but the way you're talking, like with eyes wide shut, you have to spell the peace, P-I-E-C-E, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it wasn't a good joke, but nevertheless, that's what they seem to be doing, handing out pieces and so on again yeah. like that. But it's good to be peaceful, yeah. and it's wonderful that during this time of high strangeness, uh, a lot of revelations coming about. High strangeness. High strangeness. Yeah. I think that, that needs to be a title of an upcoming <laughs> show. You know, you might need to put uh, a three-hour presentation together. Yeah, yeah. That's the coin right there, Dr. Blatt. Well, hey, before it's over, you hear a lot of coins come from me, or possibility of coins. It's just a matter of where you want to spend it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But anyway, yeah, you know, in Chicago... This this we had a hundred and forty days of just plain idiotic weather. And do you know that three days ago the temperature outside hit sixty it was sixty nine. Do you know and that was the high it was around one thirty or two o'clock in the afternoon. Do you know by eight o'clock it was seventeen degrees and snowing? And do you know when it was still around 40, the snow started, and we got an inch and a half of it? That's the second day of spring. So you tell me if people are still naive enough to think there's nothing going on with the weather, to think that this is all normal, or to cross it off as just being accidents, then you've got to be out of your mind. You know, I always call that big phrase, dumbed down, comatose, brainwashed, inoculated, vaccinated, and encrypted, any two of which it makes useless to an ascending planet. There's weather wars going on. There's weather wars between nations. And there's a weather war going on in the creator's consciousness to get these daggone dracons off this planet. And by now, if you think that isn't the case, look at what we're about to do day after tomorrow. And the stupidity and mixology, because I'm saying that stupid mixologist, of crossing a pagan symbol with a so-called holy symbol and not knowing the difference. And that's what I'd like to address tonight in full, again, with your permission. And you can tell me when I can go. You can tell me when I should slow. And we'll see what we all can know. It's all yours. You can do whatever needs to be done to, uh, you know, get your information. Appreciate it. Appreciate it very much, my brother. 
Well, let's go on and start kind of looking at an overview here again. Easter is a day that is honored by nearly all contemporary Christianity. Um, It's used to celebrate the so-called resurrection of Jesus Christos, or Jesus the Christ. The holiday in general usually offers, um, involves a church service at sunrise, a feast which is included, uh, an Easter ham, decorated eggs, stories about rabbits, and those who love truth learn to ask questions, and many questions must be asked regarding the holiday of Easter. Is it truly the day when Jesus rose from the dead? Where did all of the strange customs come from, which have nothing to do with resurrection of the Savior? What I want to do is to help answer these questions and to help those who seek truth to draw their own conclusions. The first thing that we need to understand is that professing Christians were not the only ones who celebrated a festival called Easter. Ishtar, which is pronounced Easter, was a day that commemorated the resurrection of one of their gods that they called Tammuz. Now, these are people who are not Christians. Tammuz, who was believed to be the only begotten son of the moon goddess and the sun god having red. In those ancient times, there was a man by the name of Nimrod, who was the grandson of one of uh, his newest movie coming out, Noah. And the real name for Noah was Upanishtim. Noah was not his name. And that movie took liberty with that. People still don't understand what that movie is trying to tell people. We'll get into that too. And Noah had a son who was named Ham. Ham had a son that was named Cush. And he married a woman by the name of Semiramis. And Cush and Semiramis then bore a son and named him Nimrod. Now, after the death of his father, Nimrod married his own mother and became a very, very powerful king in history. But people still don't know the full story of Nimrod. We're going to talk about that. The Bible tells of this man, Nimrod, in Genesis, the 10th chapter, all the way through the 8th and 10th verse, and states it pretty much that as Cush begat Nimrod, he began to be a mighty one in the earth, and he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Wherever it is said that even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, and then Erech, and then Akkad, and then Kalna, and then the land of Shinar. Now, all of these are quotes from this book that the biblical scholars, and I don't pretend to be one, but I read it, talked about that is happening. Nimrod became a god and a god-man to the people, and Seramis, his wife and mother, became the powerful queen of ancient Babylon. Nimrod was eventually killed by an enemy, and his body was cut in pieces and sent to various parts of his kingdom. Seramis had all of the parts gathered together, except the one part that could not be found. And, of course, that was the penis that was said to be thrown into the Nile and was never recovered. During this time, no meat was to be eaten, and the worshippers were to meditate upon the sacred mysteries of Baal and Tammuz and to make the uh, sign of the cross, or in this case, the T, an incomplete cross, the T-square. And they're supposed to do that in front of their hearts as they worshipped. They also ate sacred cakes with the marking of a T or cross on the top, 
And every year on the first Sunday, after the first full moon, after the spring equinox, a celebration was made and is still humbly sought. It was Ishtar's Sunday and was celebrated with rabbits and eggs. Ishtar also proclaimed that uh, because Tammuz was killed by a pig, that a pig must be eaten on that Sunday, and that's where that eating of the pig comes from. So I think by now, as you listen and understand what I'm trying to make a connection of again, there's that contemporary Christianity and its churches uh, that the paganism has come by way of the Roman Catholic system, and this is why now you will find the Roman Catholic Church is going to fall. Remember you heard it on your show. Some people understand it, some people don't. But as these next comes, must come on, you watch on the 27th, by the way, another prediction, what's going to be an edict that comes out of the Catholic Church. The truth is that Easter has nothing whatsoever to do with the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we also know that Easter can be made as much as three weeks away from the Passover. And that's, again, if you're Jewish or Hebrew, and this is another big thing we should get into, because the pagan holiday is always set as the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. It's the Passover. The first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. And people are getting this real soft on now about the red moons and pigs. I'm going to tear that one apart. Either way, some have wondered why the word Easter is in the King James Bible. Well, there's lots of things in the King James Bible that shouldn't be there. As you know, King James did this so he could marry his whore and get rid of his wife. And he changed so much in there, it's a shame. People don't realize that when you realize that version. And in fact, when you go back and you understand that those who are very much into the horoscope, and I call it horoscope, and very much into the so-called, uh, what can I say, the astrology, that if you were before the A.D. time of the Advent and you were born in January and February, you don't exist. If you're Capricorn or Aquarius, you don't exist because there was none. King James has changed so much. Pope Gregory has changed so much. Julius Caesar has changed so much. The Christian church has changed so much. And those that were blasphemed against the consciousness of the Christian church are still being exposed. We're going to expose it all tonight. If you understand, too, that in the, I think it was in Acts chapter 12, it tells us that it was the evil king Herod who was planning to celebrate Easter and not the Christians. The true Passover and pagan Easter sometimes coincide, but in some years they are a great distance apart. It depends on the year, and now that we even have leap years coming once in four, with February then having one day more, and it's no longer an equal 30 days as it used to be, we're all off keys. In fact, in the year of Advent, 45 A.D., I'm sorry, uh, yeah, 45 A.D., they lost 445 days, which they just threw away. The pontiffs forgot to keep time, and it was, Rome was so busy battling that they just threw those days away. They've made, never made them up. That's why we don't even know what time it is. The calendar is here, and the calendar is all off. The true Passover and pagan Easter sometimes coincide, but in some years they are a great, great, great distance apart. So much more could be said uh, for seekers of truth. And we know that we, I think, what is it in uh, John? Uh, 
I had written down to so 4th chapter 24th verse or something like that, that God is a spirit and that they worship him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. The truth is that 40 days after Lent, eggs, rabbits, hot cross buns, Easter hams, everything to do with ancient pagan religion and mystery of Babylon, these are the things that are still celebrated, and these were supposedly the things that were anti-Christian or the anti-Christ. Yet we do them, and you got Christians going out there buying ham right now, eating a pig right now, and this is what, again, when after the death of uh, Nimrod, this is what they told, you know, you had to eat the pig because now the pig should be devoured because of what they did. We, again, don't begin to understand our religions, and I make the statement as an ex-minister, and you know how I left that church because I'm not a hypocrite, and it hurt like mad after studying and spending time away, giving up sex, giving up money, trying to study so I could get my cloth and get out there to find out that they wasted my time. The only thing they gave me was the ability to question anything that they teach, and I still do. Don't respect them and understand that whatever they say do, that's probably what I should do the opposite of. We are still following pagan religion, or there's some people who believe that Christianity is a pagan religion, so again, maybe it works out to the good for that. There, you know, there have been what we call the, uh, what was that, the 13 crucified saviors, uh, the idea that all of these churches, and the 13 basic churches, 285 sects, that's S-E-C-T-S, and yet we begin to say that the only one that has a origin in truth with a book to back it up is the one that is called Christianity, and not only does it not have an origin in truth, but it is full of metaphors, it is full of half-truths, it is full of questionable acts, it is full of symbolisms, it is just full again. You got Easter or do you have Ishtar? Do you have the crucifixion of the Christ and the Lord, which was done on Golgotha, and he crucified between two thieves, and as he died he said, and you too shall be in heaven with me. Is that a true factor? Are there two people hanging on crosses at the and Golgotha and the two thieves beside it? You'll find when you begin to look at that, and then when you begin to look at the word caduceus and the fact that the medical doctors now use a caduceus, and this is the allopathic medical doctors and don't know, again, unless they're into masonry, because most of them are not, definitely not Moors, they don't even understand what the caduceus is. They don't understand about the moving of a stone for the freeing of the Christ child. And, of course, what the heck does that have to do with Easter eggs? Let me clear this up, too. The crucifixion between the thieves was done on Golgotha. And if you look at Golgotha, it means the land of the skull. It is a metaphor. It means the skull that is in the body by which the pineal pituitary complex and glands can then rise for a while when the person goes up and needs a bony stone structure to house the brain. It has nothing to do with the ascension there. Golgotha means land of the skull, and the two thieves are the Ida Pingala pneumogastic nerves. They are the twin cords that go up the 32 steps of the 32 vertebrae and the 32 ascension cycles. And as you look at the base of that, there is what is called the solar person and the solar plexus by which the umbilical cord was tied when man came into womb man and was born. And it represents, again, these two robbing energies, idopengala pneumogastric nerves that wrap around the spine, and as a person is beginning to raise consciousness and to come into the two beings who are locked in a mortal physical body, these dracons, 
and you know I use them all the time, have so fit to make these bodies now that we're in calibrated, but was already predicted that they would do so because it is not to be taken literally, and yet we're going to celebrate it as Easter. So I'll give you a metaphysical look at what those symbols mean. And since they wrap around the spine, there is energy at another brain that we have, the second brain we have, which is behind the navel umbilical cord by which we were born and tied to womb man. And when the sun shines upon that cord, it also produces energy. And when that energy is not spent in sex, but begins to try to be gone back to get us to a higher authority of birth, then that energy is thrown to the base of the caduceus, the base of the triangle at the spine, by which also the vagus nerve, the sciatic nerve, starts to run its journey down to the leg so you can go up or down. But then it starts as a fluid, and that fluid begins to build up if you don't use it in a sexual intercourse, and it begins to build up till it gets to the 16th vertebra. When it gets to the 16th vertebra, it changes to a gas, and that gas begins to rise up very slowly with each day that you do not conceive or do not spin your seed and eat properly, and as I now say, taking a lot of the monatomic gold, but that's my aside. And then when it gets up there into the 32nd vertebra, it runs into another block. It runs into what is called the seat of draconism. It runs into the dog brain. It runs into the reptile brain, which does four things. Fight, feed, flee, or fornicate. And that's what basic soldiers do. That's what basic people who have very little consciousness. They're either fighting all the time, running all the time, feasting on something all the time, or beginning to use it in a sexual escapade. Not love, but sexual escapade. Wasting the seed to do nothing but feel better because they already feel bad because they cannot rise above that consciousness. Let me also say then that the rolling of the stone is a breaking free of that little gristle thing part that stops you because it's right outside the reptile brain from ascending into your brain and your higher consciousness, which is in the skull. That's what the land of the skull meant. And he failed and crucified because he could not rise to the higher height. If you can rise to the higher height, then you get past the reptile brain, and now all that energy can be spent in doing wondrous things. If it goes to the left, and this is what they always tell you in these man-made Caucasian-type pagan schools, that... You must go up there and become very analytical. You must use and analyze and analyze and so on and so forth. And you never get around to getting in crossover past the insectoid brain to the other hemisphere where the right brain, which knows all, is all, knows your history, knows the future, and that's where we're supposed to get. And then if we want to go back and reproduce as a risen person, the babies you bring in and everything else would be much stronger. They take all that away and have now made a metaphor into a consciousness that we still celebrate. Now, I know I just covered a lot of territory. That's just the beginning. And, of course, the Easter egg was just simply talking about eggs that could be brought forth. And the eggs then were colored based on, again, the idea that just the white egg was an offshoot because there are two types of eggs that are laid by chickens. One is a brown egg. And you have to pay all kind of money to get a brown egg. It's a naturally melanated egg. And the other is an egg that is very pale and has not the richness of the brown egg. It doesn't even have a membrane. When you crack it, it has no membrane. It is a lesser ite. And this is why we eat of the lesser fruit of the womb, the lesser gods of consciousness. And this is why, stupidly, 
we fall down to the kind of hierarchy that we have now, way below the grade we shoot. We eat wrong, we think wrong, we drink wrong, we breathe wrong, and we do wrong, and then we look for righteousness. Righteousness is not in that. It has fallen from consciousness. I bring out all these things because most of these things have never been brought out at one time. I'm bringing them out at one time because I can and will and will answer questions about all of it. And I also want to get also while we're still doing, while I'm still doing this little tirade, I don't really want to say that. I say it's an escapade of consciousness to see if we're really ready as a people to understand what truth really is when you hear it. Because if it's not in you, you'll never recognize it. Truth comes within you when you have something to go within and get. Under the ancient gods, you had Buddha. You had Zaha. Buddha, of course, is with Christos and so on like that and more. You had Husai, which was a Chinese uh, god. You had Krishna from India. You had Quetzalcoatl and Ixtilton and what's this other guy's name um, um, in Mexico? Omolato, Quetzalcoatl, and Ixtilton. Those were three gods. All of these were black-looking, Negroid-looking Gods, and every religion had them. Some Namnikon and Siam, Isis in Egypt, and you can do it with Isis and Horus all the time, or Hathor if you would. Whichever way, it's the same nomenclature. You had Muhammad in Islam. You had Lao Tse in Taoism. You had Zeus, the great Zeus, and you had Tyre in Scandinavia. Here you got Scandinavians, white, blue-eyed, blonde-haired, and they still worship a black god. And Zeus, again, was the son, of course. Well, as I'm saying again, where can we go so much longer than to understand the metaphors of a holiday, no matter which way you celebrate it, whether it be from paganism or so-called the righteousness of, of, of the Christian church? And the righteousness of the Christian church is now be questioned because you will soon find, hear this, that your pope that came in after the exhortation of Assisi, the Francis Assisi, is under house arrest already for the wrongs that that church has done. And you quote me, on the 27th, watch the edict, unless things change greatly, that that church is going to pronounce. This is a wonderful time. This is a time for those who can ascend in consciousness can begin to use the right brain instead of just the left brain, can begin to understand that there's a difference in these races, and it is not the color of the skin. It is where the soul lies versus those who are soulless, built by people who are soulless, given a religion of people who had no soul, and how can you do so when the Creator makes souls because why you have a soul is because you are part of that creative consciousness. That is your proof because that is what it is. It's a little bit of the mind cell. One little, you know, they have this big joke uh, or this big saying again that a wink of the eye of Brown is worth a lifetime to mortal man. So we don't, we, now we've got to begin to understand what dimensions really are, what this time really is, what this planet is really doing, then you understand the weather, then you understand why Fukudemi Daiichi, then you understand why this, all this talk about religion and, and all this pedophilia that goes on in the religious consciousness, especially in Christianity, always has, always will be, because it's a false religion too. So I think we got two rights, two wrongs trying to be a right, whichever one you choose, though, we can elaborate on from there if you choose. Dr. Blair, uh, I would just like you to continue. You say you like you me to a, continue? Yeah, you got a flow going. I don't want you to stop the flow. 
Oh, you know me. I love I love questions. I love people who disagree. People are not that, that being disagreeable. I like people who agree. I love to interface with people because I know my stuff, and I love, it makes me get smarter again. So I can say I could just I don't want to make a soliloquy. Some people like that. I don't like that. I like to, I've given you, and I've given your audience and those who respect me enough, and I thank you so much for having me here. I've given I've thrown out. 50,000 different bones, some with meat on them and some that you don't have to eat the meat in order to understand the consciousness of the skeleton. So that's why I'd watch whether it happens anybody has questions or so. If not, just rambling on and on. I don't like to do it. I like to get to the point and then get into debates or consciousness and see where we can take it. If that doesn't fit the pattern, yeah, I can still be rambling on. We can talk about Sukademia days. We can talk about everything. But since this is Ishtar and Easter, I'd more or less like to keep it there for a while. Yeah, I mean... What what I want, you know, to be clear to you as well is that because, as I spoke to you about earlier, there are a lot of people that are waking up into consciousness. Some people, believe it or not, are hearing this for the very first time, and there's others that are hearing it that already know it per se, you know, but it never hurts to be reminded. So you're just, you know, retelling a story that you told to people and enlighten them about the history of this quote-unquote holiday, you know. So I think that you are doing a wonderful, um, you're doing a wonderful job of building that story up and tying it into, you know, exactly where we are right now. But as always, every time that you come on the program, I ask you for an update about Fukushima, and I also ask you to not just mention Fukushima, but get into Fukushima and it's not that we want to um, necessarily scare people because some people will say, oh, my God, people are talking about Fukushima again. They're just fear-mongering. You know, they're exaggerating. They have no way of knowing what that radiation, you know, and some people actually feel that way because they're still indulging in seafood. They're not going to stop eating shrimp, you know, saying a salmon, and they just – suffer from the thing that the majority of people suffer from, and that is they are manipulated by media. So if it hasn't been said by, you know, uh, Peter Jenkins or Anderson Cooper or whoever else, you feel me? They have a tendency to always have that level of doubt in the back of their mind when you're telling them this is a, a, a global emergency, like, you know what I'm saying? And if you're moving faster than the the news is moving on it, people have a tendency to move at the pace at which they're being programmed. So every day when they turn on CNN, CNN ain't talking about it. It's not news. But, you know, they go on to work and they're talking about that missing plane. You know, they go on to work and they, you know, they're talking about the other things that are being fed to them constantly as part of their news cycle because they're locked into the rhythm of their day. They got to keep up with the Joneses because, that's the rhythm. That's the beat that they're on. You know, or they're talking about loving hip hop sex tape. That's another conversation, Dr. Blair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. At any yeah, rate, yeah. all right, let me say this then. Yeah. Give me time enough at the end here, uh, whenever you choose to discharge me or whenever we reach a, a finish, uh, to talk about my own teleconference tomorrow. Uh, because it's going to be very, very broad, and I only hope the Creator allows me to be that broad, because it will involve the new church doctrines, it will involve the UFOs and 
the new kind of ships that are going to be sighted, and it's going to be a plethora after in September on. The new races of people that will be on this here, the new lands that will begin to appear. It's talk about the new earth, the three new suns, dimensions, and the new you. So I would like to give that a plug, but until we get with that one, give me time enough to do that. Let's talk about I'm sorry, you're going to say something. I'm cutting you off. I will do. I will do that as well. But you know that I definitely was not going to conclude tonight's conversation without asking you about the two sons. You know, because they actually have a date. It's coming up sometime this month when the two sons, um, you know, are supposed to be popping up. Well, so notice I said three sons. Two sons started yeah. in 2004, and I told people that. I'm not saying everything I right. say that because I'm not as well known as some people are, but I sure said it. Got writings about it. We talked about it. Got yeah. chords about it. Like things I was talking about years ago and just being come out now. I'm gifted. I'm blessed. And I paid hell of a experience for it, too. The Creator has used me, and I've never forsaken that usage. So, therefore, as I take gold, I become more and more psychic, and I'm happy about that. I'm still around with the brain. It still functions. But that is not by accident. I paid money for it, and I hope my reward will be when people begin to say, Oh, that old black guy said that. Well, this old black guy is still saying it. I got more to say because there's a lot happening, and so far the creator is not unpleased with me, and they still use me. If we wish to go at the Fukudimi Daiichi, every distraction that they can think of to take your mind off the Fukudimi Daiichi plane, including the Malaysian flight. That plane was hijacked. And not only was it hijacked, either all the passengers were dead when they took when the pilots took it up to forty five thousand feet without oxygen mass. And or I think there's still things going on. And people asked me before, well since you're into UFOs and I am heavily into UFOs, I've seen UFOs, I've talked with UFO pilots this was 60 years ago, well, you know, 50 years ago, as you know, we've talked about that. That has nothing to do with that. That always happens. And, in fact, when that happens, they don't talk about it. They hide it. They make excuses for it. That's why we fight wars, so people can be taken off this planet. Nobody knows what happened to them. So we can go into one thing and go into some other land to steal something that the Dracons need to stay on this planet more. Wars are all covered. It's never been a good war. never been a war that was reported honestly. So these are things that we must begin to understand, or if not to begin, we should have known by now, because now we're going to get into the biggest war ever fought. It's going to be the war of the mind, spirit, and soul, to ascend and get rid of these dracons and let this planet go into the classroom of higher education instead of kindergarten zoo-like qualities. Fukudimi Daiichi had six nuclear reactors. Their building was stupid in the first place, because... All they were were hot water reactors. I think I could think of a better way to boil some water than to use nuclear fissions, rods that are very highly toxic, and note in the half-life they don't even know what that is. If it's a billion years, a hundred years, they're guessing. And they built six of them after Alamogordo, Nagasaki, and and Hiroshima. That should have been enough right now to make those people never build a nuclear reactor, but they did. Why? Because they're Dracon led. Why? Because they didn't begin in the old teachings from Osaka, and so they're taught again of who they were and where they came from. They believed that they were the Ainus, forgetting that the Ainus, and these are the original Japanese, were from the Ryokia Islands, which meant that they were Negroid looking and black. Now they try to say their ancestry was white Ainus. No, look it up really. 
So when you begin to decry what your soul needed because of a color-struck thing that comes through ignorance, then you begin to do ignorant things. And so now you have the hypotomy of ignorance now trying to be replaced with intelligence. What do I mean? When that hurricane hit there at Nagasaki, and whatever you want to call it they had at the covenant, whether it was a seish, whether it was a whirlpool, whatever it was, two things happened. And when that happened right there at that particular time, the nuclear reactors, two of them, were already leaking. Hear that? They were already leaking. And if you got something that's already messed up and then you throw something on it that's worse, it's going to get worse. Also, when that thing hit again, when it first hit, per se, everybody thought it was just a storm. Well, there was, and you can look up this. I've done my homework. There was a ship called the Reagan, named after ex-President Reagan. It was supposed to be a peaceful ship that was sent there to try to rescue whoever was left to bring them in good food and water because the hurricane had mixed in a lot of the bad water and radiations, again, per se. And that ship was there to help out. It was a United States ship, Reagan. It had 145 crew members and officers on it. And they were there to give out water, to give out food. As they were doing this, they found out that there was something wrong, and many of the people that were coming to the ship seemed as though they were radioactive or getting bumps and things on their skin already. So it was decided that since they didn't know, they thought it was just a hurricane, they didn't know about the radioactive leak, the captain found out about it, caught off the thing and went and began to immediately run because they didn't come in there to get radioactivity. They came in there to rescue people that had been under a hurricane and a water, a tidal rush. So they went. I'm going to go on this tangent first, too, because most people have never heard this one. The Reagan went 25 miles out to sea. It's a fast ship. It had, you know, most of these ships go faster than you think. They don't tell you how fast some of these new ships go because they don't want you to know. 25 miles out in about 15 minutes, and they checked, and the people were still kind of getting sick. And they had a Geiger counter, and they detected radiation. 50 miles out, another 20 minutes away, they still had radioactive readings on the Reagan. The guy, the captain took it 100 miles away, and there were still radioactive readings on the Reagan. Women's menses were beginning. Women there were beginning to come on their menses and stuff. There were ships on board there again. That's how much that radiation had left Japan. This was the first two hours. Now, couple that, and that's the story of the Reagan. Look that one up. You'll find I told you exactly the truth. They tried to hide that. Now, let's go back now to Japan herself. When we look there at Japan herself, we find that in this area there where they had these six reactors, all six of the reactors are now leaking. And most of them were leaking within the first 50, what is it, the first half a year. It's now two and a half years since that thing started leaking. And as I state, I think it was leaking even before that. And, of course, that violent storm just put the cap on it. That means now that they have up to 800 tons of radioactive mesh per day leaping into the what they call a Pacific Ocean. Pacific means pacified, a peaceful ocean. That ocean is no longer pacified and peaceful. They saw to that. 
they automatically begin to get starfish that could sting you coming up along the shore. This was within the first few days, and people were being stung by these starfish who now had become radioactive. Overnight like that? Must be. People want to have sushi, and so they want to get corella and spirulina and all because it's one of the best places used to be for it. Well, it was never a good place for it. The thing was, because the good sushi, the good uh, chlorophyll and things, came from the mountains. Japan has mountainous areas and fresh water. It was not from the saltwater ocean. It was from that fresh water. But once that hurricane came in and blew the radiation back up into the mountains, then the waters now became polluted, and the mountains themselves became polluted, and everything in them became polluted. So now there is no good sushi coming out of Japan, period, because it was even canned before. You have to open the can. And when you do that, you got now bad stuff. This just shows to go you what has happened on Japan. Once that that volcano leaked and the winds came out, there was cesium. There was what is it? Plutonium twenty, cesium ninety. These are two deadly, very um, horrible gases that was leaking out there too. So now they had had something called chemtrail. No, let's, let me let me tie this in together. One other thing I got to lay the foundation for here. So all of that's going into the ocean. All the stuff that's coming out of Japan now is radioactive, whether it came out of the mountains and all, or whether it was just on in, in the ocean itself. But then they began to find out that when that storm then leaked, that cesium and plutonium was automatically released into the air. And I state that within the first hour, the whole earth was radioactive. Now you say, I've got to be very stupid and naive. No, I'm very intelligent and I have a good memory. Let's tell you why I can say that. They had started through Dr. Edward Teller a program called HARP, which also led to a program for weather modification. But to get that done, you had to combine ELF waves, extra low frequency, with titanium, barium, and aluminum, which they had been spraying for 23 years prior to this, if you understand the HARP program and weather modification. If you don't, that's a story within itself. So that's 26 years head start to put titanium, barium and aluminum particles into the water to alter the jet stream to cause weather modification. And the United States had HARP, High Frequency Active Aurora Research Program. Europe had ISTAC, was a European scattered scalar technology. And Russia had the best one, ELADA, Electrical Area Discharge, because they shaped theirs like a pyramid. And all devices using pyramid power work with energies on this planet better than any other thing. The ancients already showed that. So all of that was already in the air. Now you release cesium and plutonium, which are antimatter gases, not antimatter, but they're very low in vibration, very evil in vibration. So that meant that immediately that came over here, mixed with the already metals that were in the air, and the earth was already radioactive within two hours of it happened because they already had bread weathers up there, these sprays that these people put up there could cause weather modification. That's why now when you see refrigerators, when you see sewing machines, when you see stoves washing up along the shores there in the northern Pacific, and that you know if that could get over here, what do you, how long do you think it took an isotope to combine with something that was already here? Because unlike poles attract, shoot, it happened within two hours. The whole earth within two hours was radioactive, and that's how I can prove that. Look up my facts. In addition to what's that now, they still have not stopped the leak. 
and they have actually hired, I understand, with something like $10 an hour. I have no idea if that's verified enough. Homeless people and volunteers to patch up the reactors. Did you hear what I just said? To patch up the reactors. Guess how these people paying $10 an hour, whatever the nominated picture they pay. They're using what they would call silver duct tape on the outside of the reactor, and then they go inside and they're supposed to be doing something with the rods themselves. How Silver duct tape. You know what silver duct tape is? You put it on pipes and plumbing pipes, and then they let them go inside the reactor to see what they can do with the rods. And these homeless, ignorant people are doing it. The, the curator, the, the, the chief scientist there died uh, there. I think he died about, because my birthday was in February. I think he died about the last of January or February of advanced radiation and had a seizure. And he already knew he was going to die. All those scientists who were there are doomed. And yet they try to hide it over. And they now have a publication out that states, if you are natural born or naturalized, citizen of Japan, and you talk about it, you get 22 years in jail. Did you hear that? Wow. wow. means that PEPCO, I forget what that stands for, that's the company that built these reactors and sold the rest of it again now, has paid right. the dumbed-down comatose to people in Japan, and the people that are smart in Japan are trying to get out. And they're not trying to get out, they're getting out. I'm doing a show tomorrow. I'm going to interview some people from Australia. We're going to get a whole show going on that one because they're not only are leaving there, they're going to Guam, they're going to Hawaii, they're going to Australia, and they're going to the western portion of the United States where they have something like, I think it's something like 5,000 acres that they are now giving to Japanese citizens that want to come over here. And as you already know, you over, or the Brother, brother Red is out there on the east coast, west coast, there are two ports out there that you can go on as a United States citizen. All the rest of the, of the five ports, you can't go on. You can be arrested. This is in your land if you think you're a citizen. And as I said before, and all the people who have uh, UC understanding, the only part of the United States that the president and the Congress has rulership in is Washington, D.C., the original 13 colonies. By the way, underneath Washington, D.C. also is a hive of Dracons. That's not the only place. Underwear, underneath, I'm just rambling on and on. Underneath Colorado is a hive of dracons. Underneath Dulce, New yeah. Mexico is a hive of dracons. you got dracons everywhere. That's why every time you send a senator to Washington, D.C., you just lost them because they're living over a city underneath infested with dracons. That's another thing we right. don't even understand is we, in, in our ignorance, stupid is one thing, ignorance is another, because we're not taught. And we don't read metaphysics, and we're just beginning to understand to wake up that that is our real Bible and our truth because we have melanin. they got black people taking shots of vitamin D and telling you to stay out of the sun, and the black people doing it. Jeez, my people, man, I don't understand. any rate, that's what we're up against now and more, but that's just the way I've looked at right now, Fukudemi Daiichi, Japan, and what's happened to its citizenry, which is becoming radioactive. Yes. Wow, that's a lot to register. Can I read an article? I want to read an excerpt from an article that I was talking about earlier 
that it was published in 1934 in the Los Angeles Times, and it was the title of the article is Lizard People's Catacomb City Hunted. <clears throat> and it goes, Engineers sink shaft under Fort Moore Hill to find maze of tunnels and priceless treasures of legendary inhabitants. Busy Los Angeles, also little realizing it in the hustle and bustle of modern existence, stands above a lost city of catacombs filled with incalculable treasure and imperishable records of a race of humans further advanced intellectually and scientifically than even the highest type of present-day peoples in the belief of G. Warren Schufelt, geophysical mining engineer now engaged in the attempt to wrest from the lost city deep in the earth below Fort Moore Hill the secrets of the lizard people of legendary fame in the medicine lodges of the American Indian. So firmly does Shufelt and a little staff of assistants believe that a maze of catacombs and priceless golden tablets are to be found beneath downtown Los Angeles that the engineer and his aides have already driven a shaft 200 feet into the ground, the mouth of the shaft being on the old banning property of North Hill Street overlooking Sunset Boulevard, Spring Street, and North Broadway. And so convinces the engineer of the infallibility of a radio x-ray perfected by him for detecting the presence of minerals and tunnels below the surface of the ground, an apparatus for which he says he has traced the pattern of catacombs and vaults forming the lost city, that he plans to continue sending his shaft downward until he has reached a depth of 1,000 feet before discontinuing operations. You know, um, so this is uh That is a priceless article. I sure wish you had some yeah. copies because I like to get support that. I got I got brown paper around here now that things are so old, but I keep my records there because I was saving them at that time. Well, you know, Dr. Blair, they got the Internet now, and the Internet has just about uh, that we're referencing and talking about. It can be found online. So... Well, that's why you I know, need you to bring me up because I'm not into computers. Yeah. I understand them basically, but yeah. I don't use them. I'm not into texting. I you never get texts from me. I like to do, <laughs> I like to hear vibrations and voices. So that's where you'd have to help me if you choose to. Yes. I will email this to you. I will get it to you. Um, however we have to get it to you, I'll get you this article. But this article is very in-depth. They actually have a map in this article dealing with where the catacombs were at because this uh this the scientist had technology. He had actual devices where he was able to map underneath. They're showing you, you know, the whole aspects of the people dressed up and, and you know, they're talking about there was lizards, there's reptilians down there. And anyone that is native to Los Angeles, you know, especially those that a little bit familiar with the legends of the city, you know, people got stories to tell. You know what I'm saying? I have my own stories out here that I've told on many occasions where I saw a reptile. So, you know. Well, you know, also, I think because I even asked you to give me a plug, uh, I did a two-part series on California. Uh, the first part was how it got its name, where it came from, the consciousness and what what the what it was got to happen up there because of other things that happened the two 
atomic submarines that were lost out there. Uh, the, the woman, Khalif, uh, who is named after, and by the way, in Escondido is a statue of her, the California, or the black woman that was named after again, with a little legend written and carved in stone, if people don't believe that. Right there at Escondido, down there near uh, the, the southern uh, portions there of, of California. And, of course, the... Um, well, as I say, I did a two-part series there, and of course, California actually is an annexation from Old Pond, which was formerly called Lemuria, which broke up, and that's why that everything out there was so different because it was really a tropical paradise, and that was what and it engaged in Calia, which was one of the old names for this thing we call now United States or whatever you want to call it, America, and it engrafted itself there. That's yeah. why. Things there were much higher and different. There's a whole story. And then the second part I did was the 20 most earthquake-prone cities. And the two most earthquake-prone, one is San Francisco, the other is right there in Los Angeles. And it's because there are tunnels underneath there. And you, you can go down those tunnels and never hit. You can come out at the Florida Keys. You can come out in the East Coast and never hit the surface. And oh. that's where they lost two submarines, too. I think one was called the – now, what is that thing called um, – It'll come back. I forget it now. But there were two atomic submarines the United States had. They lost them both to these underwater craft. And then why the heck they thought they could take them on, I don't know. But they lost both, both of them. It'll come back a little bit later on. But, yeah, I did a whole thing on California. Well, yeah, I'm going to need that. I'm going to need that series. So we got to talk about that. I definitely need to get my hands on that so I can do my own research. Uh, let me open up. My brother's phone line, because there's a line drop real quick. Brad, you there? Peace. Yeah. I guess he'll be with us in a second. But yeah. Also, too, on the 27th. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, yes, I can. All right. Yeah, I'm in the building. All right. Yes, please continue, Dr. Blair. Yeah, of course, on the 27th, too, thanks to Brother Polite, and I thank him graciously, he has chosen to include me in a UFO Congress and a UFO convention. Uh, most of these UFO conventions do not include many black people. You can usually count one or two, if any. And <laughs> I know I have never been invited to a white UFO Congress, and I'm a contactee. Some of them only imagine what happened. I've seen them. I've talked with them. I've been there. Never get invited. Tell me that's not racial. I'm also a doctor. I have a Ph.D. Tell me that I'm also a minister, whatever need. Never been invited to it. So now that Brother Polite has chosen to give one for, of, and by the people who have melanin, I'm looking forward to that one. And, of course, that is to take place on the 27th, if I'm not mistaken. I have gone through some physical challenges in through here now, and that's because of other things that have happened. As you know, a long time ago I was poisoned, and I had a flare-up because they still don't like me, but I'm going to still be here because, as I say, I have people who love me, and I have people who have some advanced scientists, science. But I'm just simply saying I'm looking forward to that, and I am a contactee, the first and only black contee to have announced it back in 1960. There's other guy named Riley Martin, who is dubiously or maybe right or wrong, but I am the first one will claim it, and nobody else was even talking about it at that time. In fact, they wanted to laugh at me, except that my story held water. 
So, yes, I'm proud to say that, and I'm very happy that I'm uh, being honored enough to take part in it. Yes, indeed. That is definitely a high honor. I know that's going to be a historical event, you know, and the people are going to be able to benefit so much from your testimony and for others that I'm sure will show up and bring their testimony. You know, it's not just about people that are going to be participating on the panel, but I'm sure that the audience is going to have a lot of input as well. So what I would like for you to do at this time is is definitely share the information about your upcoming teleconference or webinar. Thank you so very much. It is tomorrow. Uh, It is from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock Central Standard Time. It is uh, one that I had to think about, and on the heels of the one I just did, I said I shouldn't do it this quickly. But then, as I say, I get a lot of downloads at night when I go to sleep because I've learned to, to, to have the Creator talk through me and to have my higher consciousness. I've done it now where I'm getting good at it. Or should I say I'm blessed enough where they will talk to me. The angels will talk, and they do download. And the only way you can find truth is to go within, and I go within and double-check it. Most of the things they're telling me now, or most of the things I'm picking up are happening, and they're happening quickly. So it is what I call um, a very uplifting, up-to-date, exciting preview of what's happening now and what is just around the corner that's going to be happening metaphysically, this reality corner. It will look at the church doctrines, and as I say, by the 27th, we'll see if that date holds true, the church will announce some very interesting things about many things that it's doing. As you already know, there's a cardinal here that's sick. Uh, the original pope that came in under Ratzlinger, Ratzlinger was the name of his name, uh, was a, it was an adaptation. They killed the first pope when those first four years. Now they got another pope coming in, and of course this particular pope now naming himself after Francis of Assisi, the Pope of Peace. But again, notice where he went. He went to Mexico when he traveled. Why didn't he stay right there in Italy? Because most of the Italians can't stand him. Most of the Italians that lived in the south of, 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 um, of Italy, of course, the old name for Italy, by the way, was Etrusca. And these Etruscans is what formed the mafia, mothers and fathers of ancient African Oregon, because the Church of Rome used to make war on those people. And they used to come down the coast, arrest them, steal their farmlands, rape them, do whatever they wanted to, so much so that they can't stand the Church of Rome. The Roman Empire was feared and hated. And that's when these original people left over there, came over here to the New World, and brought with them these gangs and stuff because they were used to fighting. And so now they just came over here and formed the Mafia, mothers and fathers of ancient African ancestry. So, as I say, so much ties together when you can get outside of the band box, hat band box, tight-brimmed, and get into the expanded consciousness of what's really on this planet. Get into the real writings. Get into the real history. Get into the real maps before they misconfigurated the raps and had Columbus discovering America, you know. And many black people still think they're going to their ancestors. They've got to go back to Africa. He had so many Negroid-looking black people over here before Africa was even named, because Africa was named after Leo Africanus and the 10th Pope. They were already over here, yet we talk about ancestors. As I say, I mean, I just ramble on on because, you see, I've studied uh, history yeah. through metaphysics, and that's the only thing to study if you're going to get yeah. true history. Yeah. Then you can pick up the lies. 
Yeah, let me correct you then. If you've studied and done the thorough research and you're not rambling on, you're actually, you know, breaking the spell. So I definitely encourage you and want you to continue because the last thing that we want you to think is that you're not being heard word for word. You know, you know that you are. So just continue to tell it like it is, brother. You're very appreciative of the level of information that you are um, imparting on us tonight. Well, thank you. Um, I just don't know what surgery to take at this particular time because that is what's still happening on Japan, and its citizens are still leaving. I'm interviewing tomorrow, Creator Willing, a person by a sister by the name of Ladontate. Uh, she is a writer for most of the hip-hop artists. A lot of her things she wrote, she makes some good money, and she likes to travel, and her mind is open, and she's very metaphysical. And I'm going to interview her for about eight minutes, and then I want to set up a whole show by which we can talk with some of the uh, the people there, the native uh, people of Australia, the so-called, they call them aboriginals. I don't like that name. The native people that were on Australia when it was still a very peaceful land and when it also had the gods visiting there, which they did at one time. Now, of course, that the Japanese people who are willing to pay money are moving there, they're being displaced again. But because they knew this was coming, they have a lot of shaman there, and they have a lot of uh, very deep uh, psychic people there. And so I'm right. going to do a whole show. In fact, one of the native natives there uh, has agreed, said that he knew me and knew of me and would love to have this story be told. What they're now is to start doing summoning again, and I'll leave that alone because this is the way, just like the Haitians are hated by the British and, and, the, and those who have the pale skin, the, the Dracons infested, just as they... Uh, went through a bunch of changes there, too. These same people had to go through the same changes. And they're the ones that raised the Tugaluski, the fairy army, the army that the, the Irish have heard about. That's when they have leprechauns and they have gnomes and they have uh, goblins and they have trolls and they have uh, fairies. All of these are different delineations, but that was the old carryover because this used to be those that were worshipped on Terrestus. Terrestus is one of the old names for Earth because it was taught that you had people who lived inside the earth that were called interterrestrials. You had people that lived on the surface, like you and I, called terrestrials. And we had people that lived in the air or lived in those kingdoms that were more higher in vibration that were called extraterrestrials. All that's been taken away. All that we forget. All that we don't know. And yet we call ourselves intelligent when we get through the training school of ignorance that we call colleges and universities. And that's what they are. They teach you nothing. They train you, because if you educate a person, then that person you can no longer control. An educated person is a very dangerous person. That's why you would never get education in their school system, and we go out of our ways to get their education. They train us to fill a job. They train us to to hold their corporations together, but they would never educate you because they'll lose you. They lost me a long time ago. Right. Indeed. Indeed. You, you you know we have a format over here, Dr. Blair, and you know that you're long overdue. So I have to, uh, you know, got, got to do what I got to do. Drop some bombs, huh? <laughs> you got to drop some bombs, brother, because you're dropping it. 
Yeah. You know? I hope it's one big bomb, you know, because that's what they did on Hiroshima and Alamogordo and Nagasaki and so on and so forth. A big bomb. A bomb where you don't have to keep dropping little ones because the big bomb makes everything have to begin again because you, now you got to explode all the things that made no sense. And I mean to tell you, they had me studying, oh, my God, to pass their little stupid test and then didn't want to give me any good grades. And now I understand why, because they never educate me. You educate yourself and you go with people who love you, they'll educate you. And I, I guess I'd do the same thing if I knew... That if I educated a person, they might overthrow me or their sons and daughters were. I wouldn't educate them. And they sure haven't educated us. We've got, we got people out there more white than white, more dumbed down and comatose and think that they're intelligent and educated. <laughs> Amazing. Talk about. Yes. Would you like to take a call or two? Love to. Huh? Love to, love to. With the white shoe, yes, I would oh, like okay. to do Okay, all right. Let's do this. Let's go to caller from the 703. <clears throat> caller from the 703 608. 703 608. Caller. Case. Three. All right, give me one second. Call cues. You have to unmute. Yeah, I got to unmute. It's acting uh, quite weird. Let's go to the 720. Call it from the 720 366 720, call it. 720, call it, Okay, let's go to caller from the 347-365. 347-365, caller, peace. Peace, good evening. Good evening. Blessings. Yes, um, Dr. Blair, um, can you please give your information again? For tomorrow or in general? Yes, for tomorrow, please. Yes, tomorrow's... Uh, telephone conference. You don't have to have a computer. Mm -hmm. It's at 2 o'clock Central Standard Time and should end about 4. Usually what happens is it's supposed to start at 2, but the people come and register at the last minute. Why they do it each week, I don't know, which delays our start. So at least by 2.15, I should be on the air. The title of it, of course, is New and Newness. And, of course, uh, the number is 708 that's my phone number, 708-422-6685, 708-422-6685. The web address, www.themetacenter, that's short for M-E-T-A, metaphysical, and the word center, dot com, and we suggest that you push the number two either after that right before you say .com. The number two is to only make sure that you get to my website and not to some of the other websites who have stolen my stuff and selling my stuff that I get nothing from. So that's why we suggest that you push number two. That takes you to my website. Right in the middle of the home page, you'll see a place to sign up for the conference again, which is called New and Newness, and deals with those six different topics. Also, if you want to 
buy some of our stuff or get a consultation. Right on the left-hand side, scrolling down, is consultations, Dr. Delbert Blair. And, of course, if you we have we have a lot of subjects. Oh, that's what I didn't say. <laughs> One of our big sellers has been diodes. And the diodes are the things protect you from radiation, from cell phones and computers and microwave ovens and hair dryers and plasma TVs and uh, MP3 players and uh, ballast and laundry things again and uh, wristwatches and everything else because they all are emitting extra low frequency propagations. And also one of our famous dial plaques. Well, now, if you order them, you have to wait three to four weeks. You have to wait three to four weeks because guess who's buying them up? The Japanese people. Now, those of you that thought maybe they weren't any good, ask why they're buying them up. Because they know that they want to save their life. Now they've got to go. Now, whether they back engineer them enough, whether there's a lawsuit, I have no idea. I can't get them because I have thousands of dollars that I stay in debt with. They're spending millions of dollars like it's nothing. What is your life worth? So that's now where they're going. So that's why if you order any of our dials, you're going to wait three to four weeks. I tell you, either wait, or if you want to get on the waiting list, then fine. Also, anytime it's in demand, the prices go up. As I told people a long time ago, get the daggone dials. No, man, I can get me a resonator. I got a crystal that's going to help me. Well, get your crystals now and see if they help you with some of the stuff that's happening. They're buying up what they know is saving their lives. I told you already what the best thing out there going is. So, again, you suit yourself. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I hope you do tune in tomorrow and tell all of your friends and even some of your people that aren't your friends. <laughs> Thank you so much. Indeed. Have a blessing, blessed night, um, blue pill, red pill. You guys always do a great job, so many blessings. Indeed. Yep, peace and love, peace and love. Thank you. Okay, three, 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 three. Three one three triple threes. Peace. Peace, peace. Greetings, uh, Red and Blue and Dr. Blair. It's a definite pleasure to speak to all of you. Um I will be there in New York. I'm from Detroit, so I'll take that ten hour drive, but I will be there in New York on the twenty seventh, so it'll be I can't wait to that day. Um question for you, Doctor Blair. Um how can you now I've I've had one UFO encounter um and and I hear after I went I I, I kind of dug into other UFO encounters and and read what other people were experiencing and whatnot um and how, and they're talking about now that you know um our governments or many governments around the world are are faking some of these uh sightings or whatnot, how can you tell the fake ones from the genuine ones? And also, um, regarding the real ones, what, what what race of beings are we dealing with? In my father's house are many mansions. There are literally thousands of different races out there in the universe. Yeah. And we're so naive that we look at the Milky Way galaxy which has over two trillion suns, and if suns means orbiting planets, and think that there's no other races out there, the height of naivety. Um, There are 13 right here on our planet right now, only 
three could even pass for looking anything like human. Um, how can you tell? With me, it's easy to tell because I had my contact way back in 1960. And before that time, I was set up for that contact. The ones that I met look Negroid, if there's such a thing. The ones that I met read my mind. I still am getting to be able to start to do that on a kindergarten way. At that time, had no idea anybody could read my mind. In fact, I was, tra- I was tra- uh, talking with the guy, and after only a half an hour, I began to say, hey, I was, because I began to get, I didn't have, didn't have much respect when I first met. That's another long story. Anyway, they read minds. They predicted the future by 18 minutes. I didn't have to wait for years to see it come through. And I lost some time. All of it so smoothly, I don't know what to do. They both looked Negroid to me. One was about 6'2", the other was about 5'8". One had a, uh, like a, uh, it wasn't a fro, but a natural, and the other guy had just a, a close cop business-like cut. If they were in the streets, you wouldn't be able to tell them from any other Negroes or whatever you want to call us, as colored people. If you want. But the things they did were definitely things that no other colored man has done for me since. Also, when I asked them, I met them through a, through, by, by the way, I met them through a, a Polish man too, George Adamski. That's another long story. I also asked him, well, and of course, they, wasn't, they didn't tell me where they were coming from. That's the one question he wouldn't answer. But I did ask him, well, how can I learn more about it? And they say, well, you have to go to a metaphysical bookstore. Back in 1959 and 60, I didn't know what a metaphysical bookstore was. So I said, well, how would I find it? He says, well, you will in time. How I even found out about that. I've had so many incidents that happened in my life that if I told the truth, nobody would believe me. I'd have to lie, I'd have to lie about it. I was taken to a metaphysical bookstore almost in a trance. But whatever again. Any rate, I asked them, would I ever get to see a UFO? And they say, just watch the skies. I said, well, I watched the skies for years, and I haven't seen anything. I don't even see stars. Of course, that was a, a, you know exuberation, but still. Well, it said, just watch the skies. That was on a Saturday night, downtown Chicago. That Tuesday I was at was at University of Chicago. I was taking some uh, some accelerated courses, and they paid me to go to school. They wouldn't pay me to have much money in my pocket. Either way, I was coming home from the Redestino Library at that time. It was about 10 o'clock at night on that Tuesday. They, I met them on that Saturday night, and they have something called the quads there. It's those four-story buildings like they have over in Europe and stuff where you have a parapet wall and an English basement. And they were close together, so it meant that the streets were very narrow at that part. And it was was over there in Greenwood, if you're familiar with Hyde Park and all. So I was coming home from the library. I'm walking down the street. I'm looking in the sky, and it looks like I see three stars move. I said, Mm no, I don't ever see nothing move. Doggone it, there were three stars moving they were coming fairly fast, not streaking. They were coming very fast, and they were coming like coming down a slide board. They were three abreast. Uh, I said, oh, my God, I'm finally going to get to see some, some saucers, some flying objects, some something. So then I had to make a choice. I had to run back to the corner, and I was about uh, three-quarters of the way down, no, one-quarter of the way down, or try to get into this building I lived in. And, of course, the English basement was wired up, so I couldn't get past that. So I decided, rather than run back to the corner and try to go to the alley and come in behind what they call the quads, the best of so I run up the step. I, I just gotten married. I ring the bell. I'm getting out my keys. I think I hit about two steps only. And anyway, when I got up to the second floor, I'm out of crazy. So I told my wife, she said, what's wrong with you? I said, just follow me. Don't ask questions. Just follow me. So we're <laughs> running down a long hall, run out to the back, 
and it was a it was a summer it was a you know it, was a, it wasn't too hot it wasn't too cold it was like a summer day anyway we had a screen that had a window in it so, uh, I opened the door she opened the door we both jumped out on the porch and man the daggone things had stopped there were no more than eight hundred feet up I didn't even say a thousand eight hundred feet up and there wow. were three of us and I remember this and I'll never forget this my my, my wife looked up at that she says what have you done now? I don't see this. I don't want to see this. And she turned around and went in and slammed that door. I thought that the glass was going to fall out of the screen door. But the <laughs> one thing, if I was imagining, she was imagining too. So that was, uh, you know, and so I'm looking in That's awe. Right. Now, the thing was, I don't know how many saw uh, uh, Close Encounters, but if you remember before the mothership, when they had this U.S. government Air Force base out back, one of these saucers came in stood at the, 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 uh, at the end of the runway. You couldn't see it because of mm-hmm. the energy, and that's what I found out, too. Those that run by uh, magnetic energy, they fluctuate. They set up a screen that's constantly changing. You can't see the hull outline because the energy field itself is constantly figuring. The magnetic frequency is fluctuating. So that's what it was, like three stars there, but you couldn't see the definite shape. You could just see the energy field around it. And as I watched exactly. it, as I watched it, one went. And I call it. Now you see it. Now you don't. Shoot, goop, gone. I said, right. I wait all this time to hear. Shoot, doop, gone. I'm looking at you. I said, okay. Well, at least I got to see it. As soon as that one had gone, and that went, I don't, it went so fast, I get all I know is it went out toward the north. The other one, the other one was facing south, began to move. I thought it was going to go. Shoot, shoot, gone too. No, it showed another means of aerodynamic lift. It went up, spun around like it's going up step. Zigzag, spun around, went up, stood around, came back, spun around. It did that for almost 15 minutes. Slowly went out to the south, climbing up and doing this pattern thing. And then as it disappeared, the other one in front of me began to fade out. What I figured I was doing, it was going up and out. It was fading out because it was going up and away from me. So what they did was to show me three different means of of aerodynamic lift. And I got to see myself. Now, since that time, I've seen others, but I didn't see them that close. But those were my, that was my initiation. And after having this talk with these two black guys, and they told me to watch the skies, I think I can put two and two together and figure they had something to do with it, huh? That's but very that's similar. So that you know, wherever you are, they can find you. That That's a very similar oh. story. I, um, the three I had was, uh, they looked like fireballs, and um, it was three of us also, and we tried to record it. When we recorded it, it ended up showing up just black for some reason. And then when they were gone, they moved like hummingbirds. They didn't move in a straight line. They moved like hummingbirds. And when I when they were gone, I looked on my phone, and it, it was 3.33. And threes have been following me ever since. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear you. Yeah. Oh, is, there, is, there any, is there any time for another question or no? I know that's up to the um, Yeah, very quickly. Okay. All right. I just wanted to ask about um, the monatomic goal. Um, I looked into that a while back, and um, I know that David Hudson is supposed to be the European face of it. And from my research, I found that uh, – High spin. I keep I keep seeing high spin state, and this is supposedly supposed to be the real deal. Monotonic goal. A lot of people are saying that if 
that most that are openly marketed are not the real deal. And uh, can you speak on the alchemical process that real monatomic gold should undergo? Well, real monatomic gold is very hard to say. They have a ramus or ramus, some kind of gold that's out here now uh, that they're Morgan. selling. Of course, they only have two different, pardon me? Oh, Miss, yeah, yeah. Uh, the person that was head, I'll tell it like it is, the person that was head of this one, which is called uh, Harmonic Enterprises, is Pat Bailey. Pat Bailey was a buddy of Hudson, and Hudson did a couple of things which I cannot speak to that got him in trouble. It's more than the eye there again. Bailey uh, is a genius, and he has now created 19 different kind of golds some of which I will not sell, Mm. won't even distribute it. If you follow the directions on each bottle, you stay out of trouble, and unless you're really into some very backwardness, you'll get the results. Pure gold, very few could take. Now that people can take it, they're not only coming out with a higher grade of gold, but they're getting it now because what is happening is, is that the uh, the gold that is now necessary is necessary to make us take that big leap when we begin to see our third sun, which will start happening mm-hmm. at the end of next, the middle of next year, and that's when we really go crazy because the thing is seven times bigger than we are. <laughs> so, wow. um, if you follow those directions, it's worked for me. It's made me very psychic. As I say, I'm still got a long way to go. I can't even match the brothers that I met 50 years ago, but I'm trying. I'm getting better. Little by little, it does work, and you don't need to get it any stronger than that because what the brothers would probably do is just like they did with heroin. You get hold of it, and you take it. The only reason some of the brothers even lived through the heroin experience is because with melanin, it kind of puts you to sleep. So then that's when they substituted uh, crack cocaine. Nobody gets away with that one. That's like surgery to malahide on stilts. And that's what would happen. You'd be exploded out into a place that you didn't earn. Your vibrations couldn't match, so you'd be lost in space, and they'd take your soul. So that's why we give the people what they need. And as they show proclivities and as they show consciousness, then you can increase it. Uh, thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to meet you on the 27th, and uh, you guys have a great night. Thanks. You're very welcome, and thank, thank you for the compliment. Okay, let's go to another caller. Let's go to 323-304. Caller from the 323. Peace caller. Greetings from the 323. You are on Nobleless Radio. Peace. Hello, how are you? Hello. Hello. Are you listening? Yes. Are you with us? Greetings. Yes. How are you, brother? Peace. I'm doing. I'm doing just fine. Wonderful. Do you have any questions, comments? Okay. You know, what, 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 what type of show is this? <laughs> I just. I just what tuned kind in. Of yeah, I just tuned in. This is Black Radio. And the you subject say that? is what? Yes, indeed. What is the subject? Huh? What is the subject? We have um, we're doing an interview with Dr. Delbert Blair, 
and Dr. Phil Valentine will be on afterwards. Are you familiar oh, with either one of those men? Um, not really. No, 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 I'm not. But I'll yeah. just continue mm-hmm. to listen to your station and get familiar, okay? Okay, thank you, sir. Okay, bye-bye. Peace. Peace. All right, let me open up. Live from my co-host, Brother uh, Redfield. Peace. Greetings. Peace. Have you heard from um, Brother Phil? Uh, I haven't. I just reached out to the brother, and um, I'm waiting for a response. Uh, Dr. Valentine, if you're in the poll queue, can you please press one on your phone so we can open up your line? I believe it'll be a, from a 646 number. Yes, yes, indeed. In the meantime, let me go and see this line. Let's speak to this caller. Let's hear from caller from the 810-618. Caller from the 810. Yo, peace. Okay. I guess not. Hope I didn't scare everybody away. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think you gotta worry about that. Let's go to the three four seven 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 one. Three four seven 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 one. Call up. Peace. Good evening. Uh I'm Jamal. Can you guys hear me? Oh, okay, great, great. I'm I'm glad I was able to get through. Um uh, I really wanted to uh uh well first and foremost I wanna thank you guys, uh uh the pills. <laughs> I, I just love the concept, you know, blue pill, red pill. Um I think what mm-hmm. you guys are offering the community is is, is exceptional. Um I find that you guys are on the cutting edge of uh, what's going on today um, as far as metaphysical ideas. And uh, you guys presenting these shows and these ideas, you know, they definitely, I think, if you know, if anybody's paying attention, they should at least be sparked by it. I've definitely been sparked, you know, for the few times I've had the chance to listen to your shows. And uh, in also some of the times I've been able to see uh, your material, that you presented on Facebook. So I definitely want you guys to know that what you guys are doing is, uh, uh, you know, extremely appreciated. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. Yes. Yes. So, and also, obviously, uh, I wanted to uh, uh, definitely uh, speak to the elder today. Um, I've been (laughs) looking for the opportunity. Dr. Blair, um, I don't know if you can hear me, but... uh, I'm very excited to have uh, gotten a chance to actually ask you some questions. I'll actually one one or two questions. I know there's other people probably trying to call in. Yes, I can hear you. Thank you for the compliment. Yes, uh, well, I I would like you know for you to know that I've been uh, you know following your work for many years now. Um, you know, I I was into the sciences uh, when I was in high school. I'm actually a Kings County <laughs> high school graduate. So uh, I know I know the pills definitely big up Kings County all the time. I went to uh, Wingate High School. You know, unfortunately, didn't have a great science program, but 
you know, I think myself and uh, the other brother, Brother Polite, we're the only ones actually, I guess, uh, <laughs> still around. Let's say we go, you know, we went to Wingate. There wasn't much of a science program there, but, you know, I think we were both very interested in uh, the sciences. So, you know, just to get to the questions really quickly, um, I have uh, I have purchased the diopads, um, and uh, I've gone to your website, and uh, I have these issues with, like, you know, sciatic nerves, uh, um, you know, that have been, like, you know, an issue for me for years. Um, but I, well, the, the question I have, though, is, you know, about the, the mattress. Do you guys sell the mattress? Because it's been very difficult to find the, you know, the full-body mattress for the, for the diode pads. We sell the mattress. We sell the pad. The pad is usually used when you're in conveyances, cars, automobiles, taxis, whatever, again, airplanes. Uh, it's, in a car, what happens is when you turn on the motor, you kick in the ignition, which kicks in the alternator, which charges the battery, which discharges to the fuse box and to the firewall, and when the wheels turn, it discharges into the cabin of the car itself. Since there's no ground when the wheels turn, it gets into the metal. The seat is metal welded. So now all that energy comes up into the seat, what's sitting on your seat, your sex organ, and your sciatic nerve, which causes uh-huh. restless leg syndrome, sciatica, and causes enlarged prostate. With a woman, it can cause vaginitis, it can cause candidus, and worse than that, it can cause uterine fibroids. They don't tell you that sitting in a car doing that can cause all of those things and agitate that that you already have. Sit on a pad, right. all that stops. Sit in the airplane, right. that stops. Well, I, I wanted to, you know, ask you. Well, you, you asked me two questions. You want me to answer yeah. both, or you want to go to the second part? You also asked me about the mattress. Do you want me to go there, or what? Well, I wanted to, you know, get a little, like, better idea of the sciatic uh, nerve issue because that's really been something that's, uh, you know, with what you just said, you know, I spent a lot of time in cars, you know, and 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 uh, I think there's definitely been a, I would say there's a connection there. Um, you know, besides the pad, because, you know, I think maybe there's other things I can do. Do you have any other suggestions? Well, you asked about the mattress. Now, right. If you want to go to the mattress, which is three times as much, and in fact now the mattress is now $559 and will probably be going up because they work and the Japanese are buying them up. They found out what works. and The money is no cost when it comes to your life and your health. The mattress is seven feet long by three and a half foot wide. It sleeps one person. When you lie within the circumference of it, it helps to clean your liver. It helps to clean your lymph system. When it does that, it's now taking the poisons and radiations out of your body, isolating them, and helping to discharge them. It will pull that radiation out of your body. The dial plaque will pull it out of whatever you put on it. It's 9 by 12, which means that if you have radioactive food, if you have genetically modified food, if you have, now I'm going back from the mattress to the plaque too because they work, I'll, I'll tie in why I'm saying this. Most people understand what the common law is here. The common law is that they were selling marijuana. Now they're beginning to, he had to sneak marijuana. So the corner druggie or the corner gang member had the marijuana. You went and you got the marijuana. Not that you did, but you might know somebody, used to know somebody that used to know somebody that did do this. So then after you buy your first supply, the second one they put heroin in it. The Mm. third put crack cocaine in it and you're hooked. Everybody's hooked when you do that. 
you're hooked because it blasts you out into areas that you don't qualify for by taking the gold. Now, if you put that on a dial plaque for 45 minutes, it would neutralize the heroin, it would neutralize the crack cocaine. Wow. And if you stepped on the mattress, it would neutralize your body by having taken now the radiation that you may have accumulated out of your body. That's how good the diodes are. That's why they're selling and the rest of the stuff is still out there in the market. And wow. Got- I'm, I'm amazed because I did purchase the plaque, but I'll tell you what, the, the, the diodes are selling out really fast. And you are right. The prices have gone up. Um, you know, this is after years and years of research, and I have I've, I've got I was able to get one of the uh, plaques. I've got two of the pads, but you know, if it's possible to get the mattress, I'm I'm going to jump on it right now. And my final question, and I know you know I'm sure other people want to call, is if you can say anything about the Fukushima situation and how you know how we should be preparing ourselves. I've bought some bladder bladder rack leaves. I take those every day, but you know, just tell us a little bit about that, and I guess I'll, I'll, I'll I get off the phone. And also, thank you for all your years of work. And I hope also that you tune into our show tomorrow, if you don't mind. I would love to appreciate getting a bigger audience, and Blue Pill and Red and Red Hill have that audience. No problem. I'll definitely be there. Thank you. Um, what's happening here is that our whole planet is ascending. And you heard me say that many times. Our planet is going from kindergarten to grad school and will be there for 2016. So there's no time to really be wasting. We think we got a lot of time. Count my words. Hear my words. You don't. You plan past that time, you're planning foolishly because things will change. Already you can see the weather's changing and all the rest of the stuff. There's a big change because the universal prime creator, that's why I call first cause, has said it's going to happen, that this planet is no longer going to be a zoo, no longer going to be a kindergarten. She suffered enough and is supposed to be a female incarnation, Lady Gaia. And therefore, she's getting rid of all the dummies. And as she's waiting to climb, the only reason that we can see, the more she climbs, these dracons that we have so much fear of, respect of, and, and some people don't even know about, uh, they have lost their souls. So that's why they've got to invent nanotechnology. And all. here's another thing. Next year, I told people last year, I said, forget about the Mayan calendar. We don't even know. They may not even know what time it is. I said, don't worry about that. That's a distraction. I was right. I now say, and you're going to hate the word drones. People didn't know what I said when I was just saying, look at my tapes. I said in January, you're going to hate the word drone. Now you're going to hate the word alto and pico next year and toward the end of this year. Because, you see, nanotechnology is what these dracons are bringing in because the technology otherwise they can't utilize because they're on a different vibrational rate. So now they've got to invent things on a small scale. Since they can't use microbiology because they're not biological, they have to use technical things. They have to use invent machines and things. And they're going to make them so small that it's going to be auto and pico, which is small, smaller than nano. They're inventing all this stuff because they're out of whack. They come from Orion. They come from Zeta Reticular. They come from Draconis. They don't rule those galaxies, but they have a lot of bad things going on in those galaxies, and now they're going to have to return to them. And all these people that they pay billions and trillions of dollars, money is not to them because it's just printed currency. It's just foolish. It's fiat money. But they can get it and buy things with it, and they bought many men's, many women and women's souls. 
So the thing is now that they're beginning to use these things and beginning to see these things that are happening again. It's just a way now of them getting back into uh, graduating and stopping other people from graduating. There will be another product coming out very soon in a monatomic gold line. It is a heavy metal getting rid of it. And once you can get rid of the heavy metals, that is a half your way to freedom because it's the heavy metals that have been able to hold these charges, and this is what we have to get rid of. So the same gold company will soon be manufacturing heavy metal discharges, toxic, what they call toxin discharges. I hope to be carrying that too. As far as the other dials in Argo, no, you have to wait your turn. The faster you put in your money, and when you put in the money, I'm telling you, be prepared to wait three to four weeks. If you want to send in the money, as soon as I can get my shipment in, as soon as they get it in, you'll get your money back. I suggest doing it now, but don't expect delivery. Don't bug me every day about when am I going to send it, because don't even expect it between three and four weeks from when you order it. But at least you'll be on the list when they are releasing again. Okay, great. Awesome. Awesome. I'll be ordering. Thank you so much. Thank you. Blue, red, red, blue. Am I cut off or are you guys still polling the audience? Well, I don't know whether I'm cut off or being heard. Only you could tell me by the blue, by the red. Oh, Dr. Blair. Okay. Hello. Oh, my apologies. I had the phone on mute. I'm sitting up here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, they put me on mute a lot. As you know, I've been kicked off of most shows I get on. You know, I've heard radio shows be taken off. I know you've heard her doing the years. See, when I get on the whole show... I have it yeah, all the they, time. They've clipped some shows that you've been on with us, but we're here. We got the force field around us. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And people want to know, am I telling the truth? Watch my life and what they've tried to do to me. You know if I'm telling the truth or not. And if the truth doesn't resonate with us because you haven't studied it and you need to pray on it because, yeah, and they stay on my case, and I ain't fixing this stuff. No way. They can't kill me. The best they could do is to lose my soul, and I'd be more a threat to them if there's anything is having a carryover. On the other side, I'd be worse than I am now, because I'd really be after them. Brother Ray. Yes, sir. Any word yet? Uh, no, sir. Okay. Nonetheless, there's a house party up in um, call queue. Everybody got their hands up. So <laughs> let's go to another call on. Right? Yeah, hit it, Seth. Recipes Frankie Knuckles out of the South Town shout out. I know you forget. You used to go to the Frankie Knuckles shows, Dr. Blair? Have I been on Frankie Knuckles shows? No, he hasn't invited me on his show. No, I said, have you ever been to any of He's a house DJ out of Chicago, famous house DJ. Oh, no, I haven't been to any of his shows there. Uh-uh. Okay. Let's go to another caller. Caller from the seven two zero three six six. Caller from seven two zero three six six. Caller, peace. Caller from the seven two zero. 
Oh, honey. I am about to go take a nice boo-boo. And then I'm going to soak in some water. Young lady, middle-aged lady, woman, what are you saying to me? Yeah, I, I, I ain't going to put you through that. You know what I'm saying? I have to mute her phone. You know. <laughs> Draconians. Draconians, you know. Hey, oh, man. Any, any yeah, it's just and this is where. Crazy. But, um, that's, that's, you know, that's still that full moon energy that's still spilling over. So we're going to brush that one off and go to another caller. Let's go to caller from the, let's see, let's do caller from the 803-497. Caller from the 803 Peace in the 803. Can you hear me? Sure can. Okay, uh, two, two things. First of all, uh, we've been on this uh, path of cleansing ourselves and preparing for this. Uh, uh, the doctor has really given us a lot of insights. Uh, we'll definitely be on the call tomorrow at noon at 2 o'clock. We have uh, been on a vegetarian and alkaline-based diet for a while. What do you suggest that we fortify ourselves, prepare ourselves for this battle that's coming forward? Well, if you want to continue to clean up, we have a thing called Cleaner for Men and a Cleaner for Women. Sound like you've already done it, but if you haven't or are in the process of it, it has 23 different things in it, and you take so many each day, you follow directions on the bottle. What it will do is to clean out all five of your basic organs, and it will kill parasites, and it will kill parasitic eggs. Very few things can do that without all kind of discomfort, and they still aren't thorough, because when you kill those parasites, they lay eggs. Those eggs crawl everywhere. And then after those eggs, then you start getting tapeworms. And all that then, they begin to secrete a venom, which makes you crave things that you don't want because they take over your system. I don't think you're in that bad a shape. But I would just say, I would still suggest the cleaner for men. It's a seven-day cleanse, or you can get a 14-day cleanse, and a cleaner for women. Number two, based on, again, your alkalinity and what you're trying to do, we have a lot of products together. We have the Miracle products, Miracle 2000 and Heart Miracle. Miracle 2000 has 48 different things in it that you take in the morning. It's like Gatorades on stilts. They give these basketball players and football players that, they'd be much better off than a stupid Gatorade. So you shake it up. It's a liquid. Take a capful. Then we have this counterpart. In the evening, it has 50 different things in it, including coenzyme Q10 and vinegar and garlic and all these kind of natural things. All of this is natural. You shake it up, and you take that. You take that each day, your body's getting almost everything it needs in a liquid form. When it's, and it's about only liquid, it's ionic. We can get into that if we have to. And that's what I would suggest. Those are three things you can do, two things you can do right there. After that, of course, comes the gold. And, of course, you want to protect yourself. Your physical body, of course, you have to move, take your gun or whatever you're going to do, and move where you think you can get your water and your natural things. But until it comes to that kind of part, then I'd say try to get around you the things that you can sustain on. And, of course, having diodes when you can get them 
helps to take the radiation and poisons out of things. So even if you weren't able to get them non-radioactive radioactive and non-genetically modified, you could get them genetically modified and deradiate them by just using the diodes. So I would say bring you some diodes around there too somewhere. The more the merrier. Uh, excellent. One last question. We uh, are in the process of buying 100 acres and starting an organic farm. Me and my oh. family, my brothers and sisters, are uh, we've located the land, we've accumulated the cash we need, and we're looking at this here as going to be a long-term, not only business operation, but a call, a call where we could bring all of our families to as these uh, things get to developing. Do we get all of this, uh, you know, all of these products from the Medicinal.com or? Yes, you can get them off from the Medicinal. And another one I didn't even touch because, like I say, you have to wait for your diodes. You heard me talk about Fukudemi Daiichi and all that, I'm assuming. We yes. also have magnetic, magnetic products, and that's something that we've had, but we didn't push them as much because some of the people wanted the diodes because they were more radio, uh, the radioactivity and so on like that again. But we do have um, magnetic line. We have a twin, full, queen, king, and California king magnetic mattress pad. Now, those things pull radiation out. you got bad backs and stuff like this. You sleep on those things. That pulls, uh, not radiation. It, pull, it, makes, it takes away pain and speeds up healing. That's what the magnets do. And uh, what is very interesting about them, they work on the principle that the red blood cells contain iron. And the iron is drawn to magnets, or magnets are drawn to iron, whichever way you want to put it. And in the red blood cells is your oxygen, which is your healing substance. So when you're using this now, you can bring iron and oxygen down to a part which begins to let the body heal itself faster and so on like that again. We also have a black magnet. You can still get from us. Don't ask me how long because I don't know. You can still get a six-and-a-half-pound iron black magnet through us. We have to mail it separately because it distorts everything it's mailed into. And with that one, if you're smart, you can do a lot of things with a six-and-a-half-pound Iron $5,000 black magnet. We also have magnetic penis rings. And this stops you from getting all those uh, PSA tests that they give, this positive thing by which they actually cut you. Then they put things up to, uh, up to uh, well, any rate. Forget all of that. If you use the penis ring and don't lie about it, these guys will order, I need triple yards. Don't say you need a triple yard if you don't. But it fits and we're not returnable. Once you put it on there, don't even know it's on. And it's constantly drawing blood down there with oxygen, and you're healing. You're healing your whole, that whole line without touching surgery and all like that. So here's another way of natural healing through magnetism. And magnets can help speed up a lot of various healing processes again. We have a back brace. It's a belt that fits around. It's got about eight magnets in it. It's over the back or wherever you have pain uh, in your body again like that. Uh, we have clipper inserts. You insert by which you can get those meridians down there in your feet, have magnets on them which help to stimulate the feet for growth. So we got all kind of magnetic products. We do not have bracelets, however. We have all the rest of them. Uh, hello? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, sir, this is his wife. Uh, the Both of us are online. But I, I just wanted to make um, this is an excellent show, and KTL just is. They bring it home every every episode that they have. But I did want to mention about the, the sons. We're truck drivers, and I have videotaped the one son, the, the, well, the two sons. I showed my yes. husband. He was sleeping, and I pulled over the truck, and I saw them. I actually saw the two sons. And then about a week ago, I told my husband, 
I said, there's going to be a sun on this other side, or, or on the left side of the original sun that we have as the main sun. And because it's like a rainbow effect. And I don't even know if other people can see it. I, I see it. And I showed him, I pointed it out to him, and he could see it. But nobody else, when they're driving, looks like they see anything. So we I don't know. Is up, two suns up on our website. If you, if you type in two suns, it's all over the Internet now. Yes, it is. When I started talking about it back in 2004, but most people that are awake have seen them now. And there's a third one now. We have to talk about that. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Yeah, I'm starting to see the third one. It's it's starting to come into view, at least into my view. And now, metaphysically, once we get the magnets and the cleansing, will we start seeing other things that other people don't see? I mean, I have that feeling that we are because I can partly see things now. But is that going to be enhanced? And also, does black seed oil enhance any of this? Black seed or black seed? F-L-A-X or black seed? What are you saying? Both. Black, B-L-A-C-K, black yes, seed. Yes, there's a lot of black seed. In fact, we have Moringa. I take Moringa also, too, with that one. It's nothing but black. And we have a lot. Also, there is a, a black gold that we have, too. But that's usually used for scorpion bites and things that are very deadly poisons. And that will save your life on that one. Yeah, yeah. black seed is good, flax seed is good. And as I say, there is even a black gold. Taking that okay. green scorpion and mountain black mamba bites. Um, uh, in ju- hey, family. Yes. Hello. Yes. Hello. Yes, we're here. Yes. Look, we're the we're the Davises, man. You're gonna be hearing a lot from us. And KTL, once again, okay. you're blowing it out the park, yes, brothers. Y'all take care. If you don't mind, but before you leave, don't forget to tune in tomorrow to me if you don't mind. Yes. Oh, I'll be there at two o'clock. Two o'clock Central Time, I'll be there. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, family. Thank you, brother. Um, I believe we have our second guest for the night in the building. Um, Without any further ado, I want to introduce to the family Dr. Phil Valentine. Brother Valentine, are you with us? Indeed, I am. How you doing, family? Peace. 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 Brother Peace. Indeed, brother. Welcome to Nodales Radio. We are honored to have you as our guest once again tonight to bless the family with your appearance and your wisdom. We have one of your contemporaries, Dr. Elbert Blair, in the building as well. Um, It's such an honor to have both of you brothers on the same line. And, um, you know, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Brother Phil, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Elder Brother? How's everything going? Hey, not as good as some better than Wilson always trying. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 Right. So, First of all, uh, Dr. Yes. Valentine, we touched on the Fukushima situation earlier with Dr. Blair. But I wanted to share with my brother some of the information that you shared with me earlier about the inhabitants of the West Coast and some of the dangers that they may be facing as a result of the um, cover-up, I will call it, of the um, dangers of the radiation leak. So would you mind sharing with our audience some of the information that you may have? I'll I'll, I'll just capsulize it. I just want to let everybody know that um, there's been a massive exodus from the West Coast. 
most people don't know, a lot of the Hollywood stars have pulled up stakes. In fact, they haven't even put their house up for sale. They just left. Um, a lot of uh, there's a lot of hush hush quietness. It's been happening for about a month now, from since the time that uh, Fukushima began the meltdown. They were already given the elite were already given alerts from the government of the estimated damage and the fact that there was uh, the fact that it wasn't controllable. Um, they said that Fukushima actually was something that was actually created based upon uh, harp and a, uh, a neutron bomb that uh, created the conditions that we see in uh, a small nuke, a micro-nuke. And whatever the purpose was, it essentially began leaking radiation that they already have the technology to neutralize, but they choose not to. The reason why they're polluting uh, there, are no, there are a number of different reasons, of course, Agenda 21, uh, the, uh, the, I guess, what they call the, the, the clearing, and the, uh, they know how to actually clean up radiation much faster and much more quickly now than most people. They don't want to let you know that that technology exists, but they're going to let you believe that Fukushima and any other uh, type of radioactive uh, fallout is uncontrollable uh, so they can use it as a weapon. Uh, you know that they already have Tesla's technology for neutralizing radiation, any kind of radiation fallout. I'm talking about hard radiation, cesium and all the rest of them, uh, 240, uh, plutonium, all of that. They can neutralize it now, uh, but they're not. And so I just tell the brothers and sisters, I told a good brother from mine who I just spoke to up in uh, Seattle that uh, the winds as well as the tides are taking this fuel and this, inter- this, uh, this material. Uh, there are <clears throat> animals washing up on shores that they're not letting you know, beaching of a lot of different, not just whales, uh, but other types of animals. And in fact, they have been finding exotic animals now, more and more exotic animals from the deepest parts of the ocean, the Pacific, uh, down washing up in Hawaii and uh, in other parts to the north, uh, going up around the areas of Canada. Uh, we're not seeing this, of course, because they're making sure that the idea of this quiet death that's breathing over us or if he's breathing over us uh, is, uh, again, part of an agenda that we're going to get into a little later on. But I do tell my brothers and sisters that they should be stocking up with uh, any kind of anti-radiation pills. Sometimes it's kind of after the horse has left the barn because it's best to actually have been taking these anti-radiation materials. I'm talking about the immediate. I'm not talking about what uh, my brother Dr. Blair is speaking about as far as protecting yourself over the long run. I'm talking about in the immediate uh, because once the, uh, those isotopes get into your uh, adrenals and into your, um, into your lymphatic, uh, into your endocrine, uh, these, little, these little buzzers stay in there and they begin to uh, tear down your tissue. They begin to unravel DNA. So it's best to uh, be able to take this material before you get into those situations, but they never let you know that. <coughs> Excuse me. 
They didn't let you know that. So a lot of the people on the coast uh, over the next five to ten years, you're going to be seeing a drastic rise in the cancer. Um, you're going to be seeing drastic rise of accelerations or fast-forwarding of latent diseases genetically. Uh, you're going to see births. You're going to see a lot of things happening both in Japan and in the West Coast. But one of the biggest things that they're keeping from us, and this is why a lot of the people who are in the business of uh, show, they have booked out of there. I'm not talking about just the Hollywood stars that you see on screen. I'm talking about the people in the back uh, end. I'm talking about the ones behind the curtain. I'm talking about the producers and the directors, all the big time. They're moving out. Some of them are zipping over to New Zealand. You're going to be seeing a lot of the Hollywood, uh, once this thing hits, uh, you may be seeing a lot of Hollywood putting up stakes and finding new headquarters in different parts of the planet. Um, this is why they have been uh, looking over in areas uh, like South America, um, further up around uh, Watch Russia and uh, some of these other areas because there's going to be very few places on this planet where the radiation is not going to touch. They already know how to steer it, too. The heart can actually steer the radiation clouds. Hey, brother. Hey, thank you for the warning and the heads up, and I'm sure that the family will definitely um, take that information and share it with their loved ones and um, those who uh, need it the most. What that? Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of stuff going on in the uh, in the news cycle, Dr. Valentine. Very interesting mm-hmm. times. You know, it, it almost seems as if you know days can't go past without something very um, startling and revealing. You know, popping up in the news cycle that has a lot of people, even the average quote unquote sleepwalker scratching their head and wondering, you know what I mean, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most um, dominating news stories in the new cycle to have a lot of people, have a lot of wheels turning in a lot of people's heads is the uh, missing flight, of Ma- the, the Malaysia flight. Uh, I'm not sure if Dr. Blair touched on that, but I was wondering if you have any information that, be, that may be pertaining to that uh, story and that you wanted to touch on it by any chance? Well, I'll just kind of briefly, because it's kind of been overplayed. Yeah. Um, there are many different things that have been playing into this. Uh, one of the biggest ones was that <clears throat> Israel, at the time of the disappearance, uh, Israel was on trial uh, for genocide in the world court. And after the World Court uh, came to their conclusion, after hearing all the witnesses from out of Palestine, uh, the World Court came to the conclusion that Israel was practicing genocide. And the country that gave the deciding vote that was presiding over that particular trial was Malaysia. Wow. So at that particular time, just as Malaysia had gone before the World Court to hand the indictment over by Israel, uh, one of its airlines with uh, these passengers just seemed to disappear. Interestingly enough as well, other information that came from the side, uh, from peripheral sources, of course, stated that uh, a, in a flight, the flight had 
uh, came out of Dubai, and at the time it was in Dubai, it had picked up a specific cargo that was guarded by a, uh, a security company that was made up of nothing but SEALs, ex-SEALs, and uh, their headquarters is out of uh, Virginia. And as soon as that cargo was loaded onto flights, the flight, the two seals that were actually guarding the cargo wound up dead and found uh, a few hours later dead. At the time it was taken up, it was getting ready to head into China. And the China, China has a specific, what they call the People's Army, that was monitoring the, the plane after their, their secret service had picked up information from their spies in Dubai. They found out that that material, whatever was in there, was headed towards China. And at that particular time, the ship uh, controls were immediately over, overridden and taken over. And a drastic change in course was made remotely. Yes. Yeah. And from that particular time, it was sent out to sea. And at that point, they either landed at the, uh, the area off of India. Um, my brain is not working at late, you know, this late at night, the family. So Diego Garcia. Um, it was Diego Garcia. And at Diego Garcia, they supposedly landed there, but uh, I believe that they were, after they offloaded what they needed to offload, they uh, took the ship back up again and destroyed it in the middle of the ocean. Um, but at the point, we know at that point, <clears throat> at the point where they diverted it to Diego Garcia, uh, China has sent uh, its top scientists along with uh, members from the CDC of the United States over there. And it was supposed to have been some kind of dirty bomb that they were getting ready to deal with another um, kind of uh, black ops. <clears throat> for whatever purposes. But again, they had something else that's cropped up about Rothschild, uh, assuming control, major control, because most of the people who were in control of a specific corporation were on that plane. Yeah. And as soon as they died out, he, he gained up 51% control. There were a lot of little things that were going on, but I think it's a big distraction. Why would the news start playing all that up? There's planes disappearing every now and then around the world. They never get this much kind of... Uh, uh, attention. Yeah. They just want to make sure that your eyes are on the east and you are kept inside the game. You have to be kept constantly reminded, like when you walk through the airport, Big Brother is constantly barraging you. There is this massive amount of information overload constantly giving you crap with some some blonde, you know, cave maggot telling you about what it is and another terrorist what the Arab name is about to do and how you're this and that because of it and what you need to do to hunker down and how much protection you need from us and how much more weaponry and, and funds we need to uh, to make up this. This is all it's all a game. If we get keep getting into it and we keep playing with the little moment to moment play by play color commentary of the game that they are perpetrating, then we get caught up in it. It ain't real. It ain't real. Right. The only thing that's real is what they do to maintain your attention. They do real things every now and then to make sure that the unreal things look real. Indeed. All right. Uh, 
Brother Phil, I'd like to add while you're still there on that one, because you brought out some points that I hadn't heard and some other points that I'd like to also reinstate. The World Court had brought Israel to trial because Israel started, World World War III started back in um, 2004, and that's when they started the weather wars. World War IV started in May 3rd, and that's when Israel bombed Damascus and killed 100,000 people and pushed it up. Now, here's where I reached that figure, because the army, the brigade there, where they dropped this weapon, whatever it was, a series of weapons, a brigade was 45,000 men. There were supposed to be two brigades there where they were doing this research, you know, uh, on this atomic reactor, whatever they were doing. And then there were 5,000 civilians, so that would make 100,000 people. And they destroyed them with a nuclear weapon, and it was a dirty nuclear weapon. It's still going, there's temperature. So that's what they were supposed to be brought to trial for. And also, Israel has claimed that all of the blood moons and all of the red moons and everything else is only for Israel. Because the, whoever they believe in, I have no idea who their gods are. They, 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 anyway, uh, it's, tell, it's giving them the right now to, uh, to have these signs. So now if you listen to them, I listen to Coast to Coast and all, they got these priests who are rabbis, don't ask why they call them priests, that are telling you now that each one of those phases of the red is when, when, when Israel did something, when Israel became a country, when Israel took over um, uh, Jerusalem and all this kind of stuff. So really, we shouldn't be worried about it because it's all God's sign that the Israelis are the people who are dominant on earth, and all of these are signs that they have to expand their consciousness. Indeed, you're right. And um, thanks for bringing that point out because the last lecture I did in New York, the one where I spoke about um, the asymmetric algorithms of psychopolitical warfare, at the very end of that particular piece, I... um, I stated the very thing you stated, uh, that uh, there is a war going on and that Israel is very much a part of this uh, ongoing slaughter uh, to cleanse the Middle East and to take over Iraq, Iran, and to see a Pax Judaica through Israel. In fact, the, the original map of Israel included up to the Euphrates all of Iraq before um, um, before that particular information was made known, became known, that if you looked at the original boundaries that were set out by uh, Israeli and uh, Rothschild, that it included Iraq and part of Iran. So everything that you're seeing happening at this particular time is based upon uh, this movement using Israel. Let's not just say it's just Israel because we have to remember the ten families that's running this, the ones that even rule over Queen Elizabeth, the ones that deal with the uh, the, the Ptolemaic bloodlines, uh, the ones uh, that uh, who essentially that the Black Pope actually answered to, uh, the, the Great Pope uh, Dorsini. Uh, these people are the ones that are actually orchestrating the things around the planet and orchestrating the extraterrestrial agenda. At this time, they're the ones that made the pact. So what we're looking at at this time, as far as uh, Israel is concerned, the red moon that you're speaking about, all of it has to do with Saturn. El is their god. El is the god intermediary with the Yain Sof. 
And the, uh, uh, anything you see with the word L is representative of them worshiping the, what they call their original God, which is Saturn, which we see Saturn, Satan, because they have no God. They don't care about any heaven because they don't believe in anything or having to do with heaven. Their heaven is on earth, and their heaven is made or uh, is forged by whatever means necessary. It means that whatever evil is necessary to create because heaven is the polarity of what evil is. So in order for their, their, their understanding of heaven is for heaven to exist, you must use evil to create the heaven. And that's exactly what you see happening today. Wow. <laughs> Will make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. You know, people are confused. They're the like... They say, they say the end justifies the means. That is exactly what it is this entire thing is about. The end justifies the means. Indeed. Blue. Yes. Brother Blue. Yes. Would you like to uh, ask Dr. Valentine the question that you had about the um uh this thing going on with Will Smith's son and the um the demasculation okay, yeah. Okay, at, yeah at at some point we um will be able to speak to you about your ongoing dialogue about the effeminization of the black male and just this mm-hmm. morning they released the uh the press release, I, I suppose, saying that Will Smith's son is going to be playing a slave who's a, a cross-dresser. Yeah. I know you that he was being actually, yeah, we were being accustomed to him seeing that way when he appeared on the red carpet with his dress. We uh-huh. are being acclimated. No, I'm saying we were being acclimated for that role. You have to remember that anything that you see, somebody's about to be playing. It's like when uh, Will Smith was going to play, um, if you notice when he was going to play Men in Black, he was always dressed up, looking like halfway, you know, into his jacket. He came out of his, uh, you know, his regular kind of street clothes, just chilling clothes that you would see him in, and you see him more into his, uh, what do you call it? They do is they predispose you to being accustomed to the character so that the transition from what is real to the screen is much easier. You're easier to accept them that way. Um, well, we were, we were being acclimated to uh, Jaden uh, coming in to being a cross-dresser because, remember, his mother is more, you know, more male than she pretends to be. you got to see her in her um, – I don't know if you've ever looked at her group. she got a serious group. Um, uh, I forgot the name of it, uh, Rock Group. And um, Oh, yeah. What is the name of that group again? Uh, wisdom, Wicked Wisdom. And that Wicked Wisdom, if you see her, Lord of Mercy, she's got the muscles going, she's yelling and screaming like the, the white boys do in uh, some of the uh, women corners, that type of music, where they took the, they took the bad boy into overdrive. Serious musicianship. But it's definitely yeah, okay. white to Wicked Wisdom. Right. Yeah, right. Wicked Wisdom is the name. They're bad. Them boys are bad. They're bad musicians. 
Uh, but it's, it's Yang. It's all Yang. And she's the lead singer. And you don't see no females out in front of that. That, that particular music genre does not have females as the one out front because the kind of voice that you're screaming, you know, it's all about white boys being, you know, Neanderthals and yelling and screaming the business and if you look at it. Um, wow. We essentially got to look at, we got to look at the feminization of the black man. I've been, you know, I've been saying this since the early '90s that this was coming, and we were going to be slowly, like the frog in the water, being acclimated mentally and psychospiritually into uh, accepting our feminine sides as an overt uh, expression of ourselves, not something that we would tend to share through us, uh, you know feeling or becoming more sensitive to what our, our women are feeling and so forth, but maintaining our manhood. No, they want to collapse the polarity that keeps gender in place because gender maintains a society and a community and the family that would be the opposition to this one world order that they want where everyone is neutered into a robotic kind of Drone, and this is essentially what they want. They want to de-emphasize gender. They want to make women, you know, into men. You can see them all now being acclimated into the masculine roles, and uh, they look good on screen doing it. And Hollywood, of course, is the one perpetrating this cycle psyop on uh, on young girls coming up. And of course, um, this thing with the Hunger Games coming up, where white people get went ape shit. Because um, they were thinking or contemplating even bringing a black girl in it, but the star of the book that was supposed to be the biggest uh, seller out there at that time was a black child. They made the white girl the lead when it was actually right. a brown-skinned girl, which you know brown could be us, had to be us. And if you want to talk about Hunger Games, you know, nobody more hungry than our people right now. If you want to look at it that right. way. But we want to deal with that situation. We are being acclimated out of our gender roles because gender represents ma'at. When you take when you take gender out of the masculine and feminine equation, when you take gender out of the society, you take ma'at out of the society because gender is the subtle and sublime energy that ma'at, the Machian principle, puts into the behavioral patterns of your DNA to maintain your behavior, to keep your behavior in context with the design of the body. That's why I say in my book, The Wounded Womb, design denotes function. Design right. denotes function. So gender, take, you take gender out of the equation, you take ma'at out of the equation because a man cannot be a woman and a woman cannot be a man. The plumbing was made for a specific reason. And that plumbing is not just to express sex. It's actually a surface of visual representation of the polarity that you represent, that you must maintain, that you must, with integrity, exercise in order to keep balance with the opposite or actually the compatible part of you, which is essentially the opposite part of you, which is the same but vibrating on different qualities that maintain. And again, my, my, my big brother, Dr. Dr. Blair, would understand this, and he knows what I mean when I say that if we're dealing on higher five frequencies and vibrations, dealing with the one, yes, 
the two is then incorporated within the one. But the further away you come from the center of things and you go into uh, the deeper and denser uh, dimensions, then as things fractionate, they become polarity. So then the one becomes two. Therefore, when you are operating within the realms of duality, duality becomes the unity. In other words, the acts that are taken on by that which is the dual poles and the things that you do within that structure, that's what maintains unity. That's how oneness is maintained within the realm of matter, through the two, where the two becomes compatible and acts as one, but remains as two, but acts as one. That's the purpose of the creator even creating, of, of separating in it to itself, to discover itself, is to maintain that balance so that it could study itself within that balance. If you unbalance it, it just gets into chaos and then it has to start over again. And that's happened at the end of every great civilization is where they started to destroy the polarities, the, 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 the yucking and the boaz, the polarities right. of yeah. matter, the polarities right. that bring it together. Yes. Yes, hello? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to start. I don't want to. I don't want to monopolize. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yes, we're here. Yes. Oh, I didn't want to monopolize. I, you know, I, just yeah, and I don't want to interfere, so you know. Yes. Neither, neither did I. <laughs> hey. Huh? Brother Blue, you still at the um, temple? Yes, indeed. Yes, I'm here with Brother Rashid, and we are listening to the Master's build tonight. And you're painting a picture. Everything that you're saying is on point. Yes, and Dr. Valentine, I was uh, sharing with the audience earlier about a news report that came out in the Daily News earlier this week dealing with um, a European, Caucasian, who outed... um, a director by the name of Brian Singer, and um, he was exposing um, a, a ring, a pedophile ring that was um, apparently, not apparently, but a pedophile ring of directors, producers, and other high-powered, quote-unquote, Hollywood figures. And um, this, this, um, this, uh, the accuser was talking about the pedophile ring basically were using young white males or just young males and having, you know, coke, uh, coke and pill-induced parties out there in the Hollywood Hills and utilizing young young boys as, um, he was, and, and this is his words, as human meat. So he filed a lawsuit in federal court, I guess 20 years later, against Brian Singer, and a few other producers out there and whatnot, you know. Mm-hmm. I know, no surprise, brother. Remember what, we were, yeah, remember what we were speaking about when I did a lecture uh, down in Atlanta with uh, Professor Griff, and I spoke about the fact that the so-called age of Aquarius was the age of Ganymede. <clears throat> and the age right. of Ganymede, if you knew the story about Ganymede, I spoke about the Ganymede story, about the pimp cup and how it was connected to the cupbearers of the god, this young boy, Ganymede, who was actually the uh, boy toy, the one who was 
essentially uh, the pedophile boy toy of the gods. Yeah. And we were heading into that, and that's essentially what uh, the Greeks and all of the people in Hollywood itself especially are actually celebrating. But that's not even the, the, the half of it. All of that actually goes directly into the House of Parliament, connected directly to the United States government, because that's where the ring essentially originates. Of course, yeah. Yeah, the pedophile ring, uh, they, there was an investigation that was supposed to have taken place that placed the actual ring of, of sex trafficking in boys and young girls, uh, young boys and young girls, directly into Parliament, and at least a third of Parliament would have been arrested if that particular, if the results of that investigation had been made known, but it was actually crushed. It went back, of course, when it almost blew the lid when uh, Bush was busted with his little boy toy sneaking into the White House. So I'm not surprised at what is happening around Brian Singer because essentially you know that all these young boys who got to play in the X-Men and all of that, that's what they had to do in order to get there on the movie. Yeah, I guess I'll never look at that movie the same again. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Oh, is you know, also, any- I, this is uh, Blair. Um, I, I did some presentations on homosexuality and heterosexuality and why the homosexuality is making such a play. And past all of the logical obvious stuff it is a last attempt for these dracons before they leave the planet to leave well I'll just make it sort of like it is two men cannot have a baby and make one two women can have a baby but they can't make one so when you get the womb of a woman it must have in vitro insemination and, of course, there was one that happened about five months ago where they paid a guy on the Internet to donate his sperm. And then when they broke up, and he, they had a successful baby, and then when they broke up, they wanted to sue him for parental <laughs> neglect. And, of course, it was going out because he signed yeah. the contract. Hey, don't, don't get me. But it goes further than that. See, there are women that are abducted all the time. It's been happening on Earth for a long, long time, thousands of years. And what happens is that when you have two women, they have to get sperm from somewhere. And in many cases, these women are abducted. They go to a sperm bank, and most authorized sperm bank have sperm that you don't know where it comes from. They think they're getting a regular sperm. The fetus of a a dracon or some of these hyper races, hybrid races, develops in 28 days. So what they do, they impregnate them, abduct them. That's why the women are getting abducted. Take them to these ships or in these underground carries. Take away the baby, give them back and blanket out so they think that they were abducted. So they don't know what happened to them again. Now you got a half alien, half human baby, and there are now literally hundreds of thousands of them. And the idea is that when they have to leave, and they will, that these new, and they're going to be black-eyed babies too, they have no irises, they will take over the earth. So that's the real reason behind it. By the second generation, there will be no human beings.
Well, I found out, well, they, definitely that's what they, the agenda is, but they're having a very difficult time with the nine-strand DNA, the ones below the sedan. They cannot acclimate or they cannot, um, there's something after a certain bounding or, or, or uh, threading or braiding of a certain amount of strands of DNA, <clears throat> they cannot walk into those spirits. That's why white people are the ones that are chosen because of their weak DNA. They're easier, more easier, malleable, more easy to manipulate. They were manipulated genetically to begin with, so they're more easy as a template. The heart of the temp, the heart of the template. Without to, the fact that the, the 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 original man, the melanated man, is a 22 strand being. Yes. Most people don't know what that Kabbalah is and what that um, that uh, those 22 letters of the uh, of the Hebrew alphabet. Capable of not capable of 44 strand reactivation as well. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is that the star system that is continuing to follow us is one that's a semi-artificial star system that is supposed to maintain. We are currently in a, uh, inside of a hologram that is, is supposed to have uh, already achieved a certain resonance in conscience, consciousness because uh, creation is a series of holograms. In six, as far as the different seven major universes, the seven primary universes, and all the other multiple multiverses that uh, dovetail or branch from those seven original or primary universes, uh, what yes. we're having at this particular time where we are, uh, the incubator that what we call a holographic incubator where we are, it is not. Uh, it is being impaired because they're feeding off of the energy, just like a child would be feeding off of the umbilical to grow. There are those tapping right. into that, this umbilical, and draining off what I called back in the days, you remember, the light code transmissions. And they have been using yeah. it. These entities, these so-called grays, they're not really entities. They're not really uh, primary-born entities. They are artificials. They are human artificials allegedly from our future that are coming back to make sure that the end of their type and the end of their species does not happen. This is what all that manipulation is. In order to restart the engines of their genetic, cosmogenetic line because they already are back from the future to come back here. And as my good brother Dr. Blair knows that we represent at least 66 uh, 666 different um, uh, races uh, that is already downloaded or encoded. And you saw that in the Superman that was here where they put the entire uh, uh, genetic code of Krypton into this one entity. Well, they did that to the human species, the original human template here. And that's why it's very difficult for them to walk into African peoples, peoples who have a heavy melanated hue. That is not something, that's the original, one of the original templates. It's very difficult for you to mess with the archetype. Very few can actually mess with the archetype. They can take the archetype and breed it off into different parts. They can separate it and snatch little pieces from it and, and grow things with it, but they cannot walk into the original archetype, which is why they have to use overt means to control us as well as covert means to control us. They have to literally physically suppress us because 
our spirituality and what we have and our ability to overcome and override their programming, they know we have that. Also, too, as you're talking about the template, which is very interesting, too, um, they brought most of the, well, we have Albions and white people and all like this. Most of those Nordic types were brought from another, uh, not dimension, but from another system, and they were brought here. And they use them because of the fact that they do not like melanin. They cannot vibrate to the tone of melanin because melanin is photosynthetic itself. And they cannot take direct sunlight. That's why the eyes change. And they cannot take magnets. Magnets horrible them. And they cannot use the melanin. Again, they also don't like smoked meat. That's why they got people stopping smoking us <laughs> things. But more than that, they already have colonies on Jupiter's 12th moon, Saturn's 15th moon, and so on again like this. And this is where they're supposed to be going. And they're going to take all these Illuminati with them. And when they have to leave because they cannot take the new energies that this sun is, that our planet is going to be putting out, that means that now when they leave, they're already told these Illuminati and all the ones that they're making all this money, they're going to take them with them, which means they're either going to eat them up or steal them. So they're going to go crazy. They're going to pass laws and do anything they can because they know when their gods leave that they're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, uh, when, when a lot of the brothers and sisters uh, we'll begin to see uh, hundreds of different planets. Uh, you're going to be telling you about. Remember, I told, I think I told you, Red, that they're going to be seeing pretty much a planet a day, sometimes two and three new planets a day. Uh, the reason for that is, is because of where we're transiting in this in this uh, this carousel that we're that we're on, and we're revisiting spaces and places that our great ancestors of a couple of hundred couple of hundred thousand to a million years ago have been. And the cycle keeps replaying itself. Uh, we keep recycling and leaving, recycling and leaving. It's what we teach at our university, uh, what we call um, transcendence. The transcendence not the movie, but uh, what we call consciousness accretion. Uh, once we, the physical body has encompassed and has activated all aspects of all elements that could be made within this particular hologram that can be folded of the hydrogen atom in this particular hologram, we transit out of it. In other words, we saturate ourselves with everything that could be potentially within the hologram that we are presently existing in, and that will then lift us to the next dimension. We are at that point where we can do that. Our ancestors, the melanin, allowed us to do that, being that the melanin itself was uh, highly psychoreactive, number one, and it is, uh, what do you call that, uh, energy that is able to, uh, superconductive. The fact that melanin is superconductive and uh, can, can use energy at its purest level without having to waste energy. See, we can conduct energy, and the energy stays in its purest form and channels directly to our system. Whereas with the European, just like the old wiring, <clears throat> with the transiting of energies, those energies are lost in the old wiring. With superconducting, it never is lost. And we found that melanin is a superconductor. So therefore, there is no energy lost. Nothing is lost with the transition of the light codes through melanin. And so melanin now becomes the transducer of the higher codes that gives us or gives or at least teaches the DNA how to braid. 
so that we could take on different bodies. In other words, for us to transit out of this madness, we have to change the mind of the cells. Once we change the mind of the cells and the consciousness that makes us or gives us uh, the, the route or gives us the direction or sets up the barometer, sets up the, uh, uh, what do you call that stuff when, 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 you wanna, when you wanna go from point A to point B um, uh, by satellite, um, what do you call those coordinates? To, uh, yeah. Huh? So you got them on your phone. You got them in the car. Huh? GPS. Yeah, GPS. That yeah, that's that's what yeah, melanin is. GPS. Right. Melanin is your melanin is your cosmic GPS. Right. So when you when you reattune your consciousness and you turn that frequency up, then you have access to a wider spectrum which means that you will be absorbing a greater spectrum of light to do more with it. And then that expands you, you know, exponentially over and over until you're like supernova at one point, you know? <laughs> well, supernova is going off in you all the, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Supernova is going off in you all the time. It starts with this level of transformation. It starts with yeah. this level of pressure that we see existing at this particular time when, you know, there's just so much that's being done to undermine their existence, not only as a person but as a species. And now they're coming out with the scientific information to say we recognize the knowledge and understand that, you know, we have reached negative birth rate and our existence is only probably another thousand years from now. So now they got to deal with that. And the psychology of a person is thinking like that. They said the best way to deal with it is to kill everything around us that doesn't look like us. Because or become now, a transhuman. Or become transhuman. You have to understand. Yep. The transhuman, I'm sorry, the transhuman is their attempt to create an artificial form of my melanin. The exoskeleton that you see them now putting on themselves that accelerates whatever their recessive nature is. Understand that in all of the movies, they are using technology to accelerate or to achieve certain experiences that melanin automatically gave to our ancestors. Our technology right. was built from within, not from without. The European, because of his lack of ability to access what was within, was taught how to create all of that from without. So his technology is to enhance and to super activate or to super accelerate what it is that melanin cannot give him or his lack of melanin cannot give him. So this is why you see Hollywood portraying and, and getting you all hyped up and, oh, this looks smoking, I want this on my body. So you see now with Tom Cruise coming out with a new movie where he's got a whole exoskeleton, the whole army is nothing but exoskeletons. You're seeing everything now where the where the roboticizing or the cyber the, the, the cybernetics being this whole thing where everybody right. is saying, oh, that's cool, that's so sweet. All of that that they're achieving with it is what melanin is supposed to do and the yogis have done. The yogis have traveled to other planets. They're sitting right there in, in parts of India and Kush. You can travel any place in the universe because it is all one. There is no distance, right. there is no space, there is no time. And when you come out of the illusion that there is space and time, distance and so forth, and that you are accepting that particular template 
as your reality. Once that happens, the raising of the kundalini takes that away. Once you dial up through that pineal, there is no space and time. So therefore, there is no place between you and Mars. There is no place between you and Jupiter and other galaxies and destinies outside of that particular limitation that they was given, right. that was given to you based upon your physical body. So that's why the European needs to stay in charge because if he wasn't in charge, he would be absorbed who he is as an individual entity, that template and that programming that was put into him, that would be lost automatically. psychosis of a man who thinks like that, you know, people should not be on their knees with their hands out asking this man for any handouts, should they? He's doomed. He knows it. This is the last vestige. In fact, my lecture is going to be the, um, my lecture is going to take in all uh, numerous multiple vectors towards the center of this particular issue that we call the extraterrestrial or UFO phenomena. There is so much more going on behind the curtain than on front and stage. And most people don't understand this mad dash towards becoming this cybernetic entity and what that really is. We are on a whole other timeline, and I believe my big brother would agree with me, that we are not on our original timeline that was set for our programming as, as earth species, as melanated beings, as original archetypal templates of the creator. Something shifted us off of our time. A lot of people say it's Anu, that Anu, who was the god, one of the fallen ones, actually created an alternative universe in which we are, and we were actually seduced into believing it was real. The, uh, the archetypal or the first, or what we call the, um, uh, the, uh, the first person or the uh, first original entities uh, or second or, or first order entities that the first order of universe uh, that Anu supposedly created a holographic projection that he seduced and convinced us to go and participate in. We got trapped in the central universe that we're in and that's how he feeds. That's how his hologram is connected just like anybody would be connected to a feeding tube or somebody would be connected intravenously. That's exactly how it is that what, what is happening, that we are trapped in the illusion because our efforts to come out of it or our efforts to find ourselves in it is the energy that's feeding him or whatever he represents. So there are a lot of different things right now that we have to come to grips with that are couched within the mythos that we, are, that we have been given by our ancestors. And it's up to us uh, to begin to decode and uh, to come to an understanding, not just an understanding or an overstanding, but an understanding of who we are inside of this cosmic mosaic and what it is that we're supposed to be doing. But I know that we are in the wrong timeline. Somebody stuck us on a timeline that, will, that is destined to give them their goal. 
And this is why we see we have become more and more cybernetically oriented rather than spiritually oriented. Uh, let me add to that because I was listening to you. I don't want to get into all of this because uh, this is some of the things that I'm sure you and I both will be bringing out at the UFO conference, but I have to kind of, I don't have to, but I want to add to that by simply saying again that uh, the absolute collectives like uh, the Reptilian Empire, Draconis, Butes, Orion, Recticular, Ashtar Command, all of these are ones that are counter-distinct to the ones that are what we call these uh, reptiloids again. Uh, they usually are coming from Zeta Reticular. Uh, the good guys are from Arcturus, Aquila, Ceres, B, Aldebaran, Zeta Reticular, Bernard, Star, Bute, Centaurus. There is an Andromedan Federation, which they mis- have labeled uh, an Ashtar Command. This idea that we're in a hologram, yeah, we're all in the mind of the Creator anyway. As I said many times, we're nothing but uh, mitochondria. We're in one little cell called a planet, and that one little cell is in one portion of a of a mitochondria of the universal cell. So it's, there is such a thing as mind, and when you're mindful, it's better detected by the gift that was given of melanin, because melanin, as I say, is really a photosynthetic, and this is why the whole thing was given to those who incarnated to be photosynthetic, so we can reach out and become that again. But right now, the reality is good enough, because we, we're not so great because we're still here. And when we do ascend, hopefully as we become the gods we're supposed to be, we'll be a little bit better off than the gods that failed before when they were taking over other parents like Tyrant or where we get the word Tyrant on. But I don't want to get too deeply in that because that's what I want to discuss there. But I did want to throw that out as you're mentioning space because you're talking about enfolding space and rather than to go from point A to point B, we simply stay in one place and vibrate. And as you, as you well know, the vibration pattern is where we go. Like we're in a big building with a, a huge skyscraper, maybe 100 stores, that has a lot of elevator banks. So you go into one bank, push a button, get on the elevator, and every floor you get onto is a plane of existence. You can spend, uh, and you can spend 50,000 lifetimes, but you still be in one building, and as you go up and down based on your vibrational rate, you experience the things. Well, um, yeah, um, I'm, I'm waiting for the host to come in because they hear the other ones arbitrating. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yes, uh, we'll be talking about that as well. And um, I guess we're going to have many perspectives uh, based on how that's going to be. I'm going to be showing how um, how the particular patterns that the government has take on, taken on, the different behaviorisms of the government, what would be motivating them based upon what we're looking at, the overt things that we're seeing, and uh, how, yes, we do have uh, uh, an ability to return to source and uh, the journey back to the source and all the things that we are participating in is based in who it is that's actually in charge of that part of the source that we are in the neighborhood of. In other words, we are in a specific part of reality or what we call reality or the reality in the creator's mind. Uh-huh. But again, I don't want to fractionate what it is that those who have reached the Buddhist state have come to know. And that's why Buddha said to us, he said, it is because you crave to become that you suffer. Uh-huh. 
so, yeah, all of this that we see with all the different things, and, of course, every time you see all the different names and everybody, it's some Caucasoid with yellow blonde hair, and they're all pale white and blue and all this kind of nonsense, they're never going to show you who the gods really are and who the gods really were. Right. But I'm saying that the Buddha that came, every there's no spiritual anybody ever came out the white race. Let's just get straight right now. Nobody's spirit. I don't care. The one, even when they try to paint Zoroaster white, I don't care if you start talking about anybody else. No white man came to save anybody. So stop looking for white people stepping off of saucers to come save our black asses. The only people that has ever resurrected spirituality throughout the times and millenniums have come from melanin, the deepest, darkest, blackest parts of melanin and where melanin is located, period. Yes. So when we start looking for saviors that look like they're white and they come from different parts of the galaxies because somebody channeled Hugabunga, Tachunga, Nunga, and they're telling you that I, was, I, me, as a pale white man, I have the ability to do tell you? No, it's nonsense. I don't listen to any channeling from any Caucasoid because that is, I don't know who it is talking to them. Because they damn sure ain't got nothing to say about them. I had, to, I had to vent a little bit. Uh, I'm really, I've been looking at these new age, just John Vello and uh, the rest of the no, entire Sarah and all the rest and of them. You know, there's been a whole movement by the New Age movement to almost uh, monopolize with the whole aspect of a quote-unquote alien or extraterrestrial is. So they've yeah. created their own version and they've marketed it, packaged it, you know what I'm saying, and they pretty much tried to monopolize the people's mind with the images. So we're talking about something that might be distinctively different. You know, Dr. Blair has a different experience. I have had a different experience. I'm sure that you have had a different experience. And there are many others that have had different experiences. Um, what I did want to add to support what it is that you said about, you know, there being no space between things, I would like for people to keep in mind if you are being affected by physical planets that have a supposed quote-unquote distance from the Earth instantaneously, okay, if you look on your chart, you know, you read your chart, your chart is saying that you're being affected by all 12 planets simultaneously in different parts, and they have different uh, effects, and there's evidence of that effect based on your actions or what have you. You know, you can read the actions, read the energy, so if those things are so immediate and if the planets can affect us instantaneously and if it's as above, so below, aren't we affecting the planets as well? Mm-hmm. But how is that energy reaching us so fast? Do people ever keep in mind what the speed of thought is? They talk about the speed of light. But nobody talks about the speed of thought. Probably said in two or three fourths. No, I'm, 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 of course. You know, I would no, my wife is, my wife is laughing yes. at that. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I asked her talking about <laughs> in terms of in the public venue, what they would consider scholarship out there. You know, just really speaking to a child, 
if you tell it to a child a few times and they just get the concept of how fast and how far their thoughts can travel in a fraction of a second, right? They said that the fraction of a second the thought goes to um, the Pleiades. That's 4.4 trillion light years away. So that's how fast thought is traveling, and it will never stop. It's continuous, and it goes through anything, and it goes through all things. Mm-hmm. So if thought is moving at that speed and through such vastness of space, you know, well, like, like Dr. Blair said, it's not traveling. It's simply resonating. And, resonating. and you have to understand that, yes, thought is resonating, and what it's doing is it's picking up just like you would hit a tuning fork and you could break glass or you could actually sound off. You could uh, cause a bell to ring with the tuning fork after you hit a certain frequency. That's the same thing. It's, there is an instantaneous or immediate connection to that which is the one. That's what Dr. Gabriel Oyebo was speaking about when he, when he created the formula GIJ, comma, J equals zero. That everything starts with, uh, with, with, with the uh, hydrogen um, atom, but that everything that comes or dovetails from it or perceives itself to be dovetailing from it is an illusion of that one thing, of the mind of the creator that is in contest within that one atom. One atom. And the thing is, the thing of the matter is that as far as uh, thought, like you were saying, travels, the distance between space and what you see as planets, remember what I, I say, I teach to my students who might be listening out there, that, that, that you could say that's what a planet is. It's a little plan that each planet holds within it the, 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 the energy or the consciousness of what it is supposed to represent within that uh, specific um, um, hologram or within that matrix uh, uh, of the system, the solar system's matrix that it represents itself as. So whenever life is taken on, on any of those planets, whatever uh, star systems or whatever planets that are neighboring to that also feed into that. They have their own templates. Uranus has its own consciousness. Saturn has its own consciousness. And that's why they were actually seen as the quote-unquote God. That's why whole fables and myths were written around the planets. When you start talking about Zeus and Jupiter and, and Uranus and all the rest of these all of these are essentially the energies that the planets held, the consciousness that the planets held, and what they broadcasted to us in the form of the light codes that we resonated in our thought patterns as tuning forks picking up their resonances. Also, too, what's very interesting about that concept, I try to, uh, to kind of break it down just to see how each day we reflect higher consciousness or higher consciousness works to us, and we're not even aware of it. You'll hear a phrase every day, oh, your mind was a million miles away. Oh, you're right, sure was. Now, not only <laughs> state that your mind was a million miles away, they agreed to it. You see, we do this subconsciously because our consciousness has been taken from us through the food and the air and, the, and everything else, the genetic modified food and the chemtrails and all this stuff. But we use these things every day because we're so used to it that we don't even understand what we're saying. And as I state again, light travel 186,000 miles a second, and Tesla was so smart. It's all dummy because mind has no calculus. Where you put your mind to it, that's where you are. 
where you put your heart to. You say your heart wasn't in that food because the heart is what we really understand. It's the brain that they yes. teach us to use the wrong side of that confuses all of us. Uh-huh. But I want to say this too. So I want to, you had me on a long time, and I think I about used my usefulness on this part. Uh, Brother Phil, I'm turn it over to you. I want to say one other thing. Though. I'm still trying to plug um, the telecom that I'm doing tomorrow, and I want to give that number again if anybody does want to tune to it because, as I say, I've got some special Please guests. Do. You know, and it being Easter Sunday, it's the most, uh, you know, I started off with that. It's the most disrespectful time of based on a bunch of foolishness with only one God, one God out of the 13 that they had being a white man hung on the cross, and all that is metaphor. So I know that some people get kicked out of the house for saying that, so be careful who you talk to. But tomorrow, anyway, before that foolishness comes about, I do want to kind of gel some things and what is being done by the government, what's being done, a new race of people that you're going to see lots of come September and all of that. So if you will, the number is 708-422-6685, That's where they can call if they want to. The web address is www.themetacenter.com. Push the number two dot com. And that's only to make sure you get to my site and not to them some of these thieving sites over there again. So when you push two, you know go in there. But the blue, by the red, again, I want to thank you very much for having me on. Phil, of course, as usual, uh, we're both born in this incarnation because they needed some people to talk to black people. And, of course, we've been doing that for a long time. So has Bobby. And they call it big three, Bobby, you, Phil, and me, or whatever you want to do. But either way, Everybody now has got a part to play because there's no more playtime. Next year, things are changing. You're going to see spaceships this year. You're going to see things that is going to blow your mind. And unless some people can settle the people, we're going to be killing each other like crabs in a barrel when we should be rejoicing that if we can't lose a soul, we're probably going to come into our own. Thank you very much, folks. Thank you very much, Creator, and God bless. Indeed. Love you, brother. Peace. Salute, Dr. Blair. Brother Valentine, you have a few minutes. Uh, we have a lot of callers in the call queue, and I'm sure that they well, may have yeah. questions. Let me, I'll, I'll let me begin by. Let me begin. Let me begin first by opening up the Brother King Simon's line. Caller from the 347 Yeah, Peace, peace, family. Peace, peace, Dr. Yes. Uh, Dr. Valentine. Of course, Blaze is gone, but uh, I just got to push the advertisement. That's all I got to do. Yes, <laughs> I'm going to yes. keep it moving. I know, brother, please. Uh, There's the first annual New Covenant UFO conference for melanated people, and, of course, it's time to know the truth and the facts. Dr. Phil Valentine, Dr. Blair, Brother Polite, Ross Penn, National Black Theater. Doors open at 2 p.m. It's $25 love gift. Of course, in advance or before 2 p.m., because I'll be out there right there selling tickets for you. Or you can go to Nicholas Harlem or Nicholas Brooklyn, and or you can call me at 347-496-1022. Vendors must call me. It's $50 with a table and uh, $60 if I have to provide a table, because I have the red table nowadays. After what happened at the Elders Conference, I had to rent an extra 20 tables. That's how crazy it went. I think Fred was there, so he know what I, what I had to go through. To shut down the doors. So, uh, but uh, thank you, thank y'all very much. I, I know this is going to be an extraordinary event, man. And of course, Dr. Phil Valentine, thank you all the time, brother, all the time. And uh, the brothers Red and Blue, thank you all very much, also. And brother oh, Blight, where are you at? Legendary, man. <laughs> Say again. 
I said this is legendary. Oh man, this is you legendary, know, man. The world needs this. Yes, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy. And I just want to remind people that of, of, uh, Dr. Blair will be in the next Sunday after on May 4th doing an intimate session at Nicholas Brooklyn Bookstore, limited amount of seating, but he's dealing with the metaphysics of the now, and that's going to be May the 4th. So he's in for the whole week. And Dr. Phil Valentine will be back with his beautiful wife on June the 15th at the National Black Theater for yeah. my annual Fathers and Family uh, Day. So people can keep that abreast of what's going on. All right? Absolutely. Thank you, family. Good thanks, brother. Good thanks. Yes, indeed. Peace. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. We have hands up in the air. Let's just go to caller from the 909-214. caller. Peace. Greetings, caller from the 909. Peace. Okay. Let's go to caller from 347 771 347 caller. Peace. 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 Brother Jamal Peace. here wanted to call and uh uh and uh really uh I guess speak to uh uh the great uh uh, uh Phil Valentine. Um I I'm honored to um get a chance to speak to you and again Thank you, uh, you know, the pills uh, for making this possible. Indeed. So um, I wanted to uh, ask you know, quickly just uh, a question and um, also make a comment. The comment, I'll make it first. Um, I, I actually just got my delivery of the Wounded Womb uh, book. I purchased it finally. <laughs> you know, I was able to uh, get Yes, get get the order, but I also wanted to get a signed copy. I'm not sure how I can get, you know, that to happen. I, I got one so I can read and then one that I want to keep for posterity with your signature. Um, if that's possible, I'm not sure what, what avenues to go to, to get one of well, those. Well, you can call, i tell you what, you just call 800, call 800-847-1291. Let me give that number again, 800-847-1291. One two nine one, and leave your contact information with me, and I'll get back to you and let you know. Uh, I'm not sure if you'll be at the UFO conference, but uh, I'd be honored to sign it for you then. Oh, okay, okay, that would be great. Mm-hmm. That would be great. The UFO conference was that the the conference that was uh, being talked about earlier, with the with yes. the gentleman saying he's got the tickets and everything. That's correct. Okay, I think I got his number. So, okay, great. I'll 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 have both the the 800 number, and also try to make if he doesn't sell out his tickets, you know, I'll try to make it there as well. And okay, um, okay so my question, uh, really quickly, is about the uh, uh, I guess uh, what you would call the manufactured weather that we've been having. Um, I you know I I started doing some research on this about a year ago. And I'm a little bit kind of advanced now into it a little bit, but I know, of course, you know a lot more. Um, you know, can you talk about the nucle- nucleated uh, snow that we had this year, uh, how the snow was just, you know, it didn't melt. It was just, like, there for, like, you know, for, like, really a long time. Not really everybody knows what the composition of the snow that we had this year was and why it didn't melt, you know, quickly. And also just, you know, references as to, you know, how far they've gone as far as the program. 
Because I hear now, you know, if you go on, if you're watching the weather channels and everything, there are certain buzzwords that they would say, and, I, and I've been watching out for them, when they talk about certain type of weather patterns that automatically tells you that, you know, that it's not actually real weather, but it's artificial weather. So I just wanted to um, ask you some questions on that. Well, that would take a pretty long time, and I don't have a long time. I can just tell you that the uh, I, I, if you go back into my some of my lectures that may not even be on YouTube yet, I spoke about the artificial water, artificial rain, and artificial snow that we would be getting uh, a while back before this. Uh, a couple of my students, a couple of people who have been following my work, uh, related to me that they, they remembered because they're keeping up more with my work than I am back in the, from, from back in the day. They reminded me of some of the things that I had uh, already spoke on regarding that. What that is, the snow itself is a kind of uh, synthetic polymer that can be created uh, and actually uh, based upon spraying because remember, uh, anytime you see heavy spraying, they do it right before they call what they call a weather front coming out of the west. And when they when one is coming out of Canada, that's when they can actually use a specific type of uh, chemtrail that would create that artificial snow. So if you've got clear skies and you see them starting to spray, and I mean seriously saturated, so it's crisscross, look like tic-tac-toe, know that there's a weather front coming. When it comes up from the north out of Canada, and they're saying they're predicting snow, know that that's the snow that they're putting down. That's the one they're creating. Now, remember, this was a weapon that they used in order to create an artificial ice age. In other words, you, if you were to continuously create conditions where heart can change the weather patterns by changing the, um, the shifting of the, uh, the, uh, the, what do you call that, uh, the north, uh, I forgot, again, it's late family, so forgive me, but there is a, uh, like, the Gulf Stream or a stream, the northern stream of energy or the weather stream up north. If you can shift it, you can create a weather pattern in a specific area that can continue to to remain cold over a series of days until the ground becomes so cold that once you drop the artificial snow on it, the cold ground will definitely be made to be trapped by the artificial snow. So therefore, you can create an artificial, form, an artificial kind of ice age where nothing can grow. You can stall. You can create uh, uh, poor food conditions, the whole nine yards. And um, this is, was a weapon that they were actually experimenting on that they had, uh, they were, um, you know, they had plans to use in uh, different parts of the world, areas uh, in the Ukraine, uh, areas where they wanted to change the weather patterns after they caused the planetary shift or when the planet itself shifted, that they can create specific weather patterns that can destroy crops, can destroy certain topographies, and then they can come in afterwards and terraform it to their own uh, to their own liking. Wow! So is this does this have to do anything with them extending like their 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 stay here like genetically? I know that it's supposed to be uh, you know uh, it's supposed to be warmer. It's supposed to be getting warmer. Um, the Earth is supposed to be getting closer to the sun. 
and we know that, you know, genetically the pilgrims just cannot deal with that. Do you think all this uh, harp and all this type of, uh, you know, uh, uh, work is, is, is to do that, is to accomplish that? Well, there are a lot of things that could be. Um, there are a lot of things that uh, that that we can actually examine as far as what that their end results are be. But if you look at the thing is to not look at what they're doing from day to day, but look at what they're collectively doing, and then make a conjecture of what that pattern would then result in. You see, you can always predict based upon you doing a reading of all the different things that you are seeing that does not even seem like they're linked together. But putting them all together gives you an idea of what the end result is supposed to look like. Right. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate, uh, again, all the work that you've done. Um, I I wouldn't even begin to (laughs) to thank you, I mean, with all the things I've learned from you. So um, I, I, I uh, I will check the number that you gave me. If not, I'll definitely see you at the conference. Appreciate that, brother. Thank you for your support again. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Valentine, before we continue, can you please give them your website in case anybody in the audience would uh, like to visit or um, sign up to um, the university? Thank you so much, brother. Yes, Uh, we have a very special program. Family, pay attention to this very, very closely. Uh, we are starting our next semester on the solstice, on the 21st of June. That is when we're starting our metaphysical psychology course. But here's where it's going to be different. We are now in the process of setting it up so that the tuition that you give, the tuition that you put into your, uh, your uh, uh, knowledge base here at the university, to study uh, metaphysical psychology, to study classical interruption, to study a metaphysical The tuition that you put in, we are going to take one month of that tuition, and if you choose to or you feel that you want to, we will invest that money for you. In other words, your tuition will become not only your access or your key, There's a whole lot of noise. Am I am I causing that? Uh, Blue, can you close um, the uh, open lines, please? I did. I closed it. Okay. Good. Thanks. Um, what we're saying is that if you decide to join us, we're going to give back. Not just you coming to learn about metaphysical psychology, because we will be getting the course. But we're going to take your tuition and we're going to put it to work for you as well. Because we're always talking about metaphysical psychology. We're talking about, you know, a lot of brothers and sisters um, argue, well, what is the purpose of uh, what happens? What do we learn? What do we end up doing? What do I achieve? Well, that's where we're going to come in with something that's going to help you to be able to become independent so that you can uh, participate in both sides of the brain, so to speak, both the spiritual and the practical. So we're going to be. This is going to be a very special thing. Um, we are now registering people. People can uh, sign on to register for our university. They can go up to uksnow.org. Again, U is in United, K as in King, S. 
as in science, N-O-W dot O-R-G. And off to the left of the home page, you'll see the words enroll now. When you click that link, a page will open up, a black page with white boxes. You then fill out that form and submit it. Now, to us at the university, registration and enrollment are two different things. Registration just simply means that you signed up the form. You just registered your name. You just put your name in to be considered. Enrollment means that you've made your initial down payment and that you have secured your space. Now, I want to tell everybody that between now and then, we are only opening it up to 15 to 20 students. We're not dealing with any more than that because we rather have a more personal connection with our students because we're in the business of teaching teachers, not just teaching students to go out to get a job or to find some kind of place in society where they're going to try to pull a paycheck. That's not what we're trying to do. Most of our students are usually PhDs, professors. Uh, they're, they're scientists. They're teachers from around the world. We've had them from different countries. So if you are going to join us, you may find yourself in, in, in the cyber class that with people from different parts of the world. So we're going to institute a whole new program where we're going to see if we could take your tuition and instead of it just going into teaching you about coming into knowledge with your thoughts and understanding your spirituality, that you're going to put it back and plant it as a seed. So investing or coming with the university is going to have a, uh, a rebound effect. It's going to, it's going to reverb back to you uh, in the form of a kind of prosperity, uh, both financial, both uh, physical, both material, as well as spiritual. Okay? Um, I'm not sure whether or not all this noise that I'm hearing is, is something that I'm doing or something that's uh, happening. It seems like it, it seems weird, doesn't it, Sweetheart? I'm sorry, I'm talking to my wife. It seems like every time I'm talking, somebody is either uh, shooting off firecrackers or they're, they're yelling and talking, and I think it's me. Maybe it's feedback from me. But anyway, I just wanted to let people know about that. Um, so if you are interested in joining us so that you can get not only the psycho-spiritual benefits of coming to our university, but also the material and the financial benefits uh as well as uh, understanding how that you may help to uplift a university like ours or people around you. See about uh, joining our university for a dual um, uh, type of benefit. We're going to be doing uh, for this for the summer semester. Uh, okay, so uh, everyone, uh, no, this is going to be ongoing. This is going to be ongoing. We're going to be doing this consistently. Indeed. Because we want to be able to give back, not just for the summer. We're going to be giving back constantly. And we're hoping that this particular program of ours, uh, that the people really see the benefits of what we're going to be doing and they join us. Indeed. Definitely. Salute for that. And I'm sure that the family is going to take full advantage of that offer. Um, also, family, KTL Empowerment at Gmail. For everybody that's on the line, um, hit us up if you want to join the book club. We have the 20 for 20 book club, uh, KTL Empowerment at Gmail. And, um, you know, we definitely give thanks back to everybody for their support. Um, 
Yes, indeed. We're going to take one last call for the evening. Okay? When I say we're going to take one last call. Okay. For the evening, yeah. Are you finished? Because I don't want to cut you off. You're not. Nah, go ahead. Let's let's take the call. All right. Let's go to caller from the 860-860-680-860. Caller, peace. Good evening. Hey, yes. Well, my question. Yes, my question to to um Phil, like always, is um, what many that's going on. And one thing with the technology, I find interesting. He went back with Tesla, and I think um I did the call before, and I did talk with you, sir, about Tesla. That was one of few um, technology that Tesla also discovered in regards with radiation. And how to create and um, clean if anything like a, you know anything that they create could be also fixed or just like something else. I'm I'm, I'm not you. hearing this brother. He's breaking up very badly, so I'm not hearing Hear what good. he's saying. Hello, hear me good. Am I breaking up still? No, you're yep. breaking up. Every every third word breaks up. Oh, okay. Let me repeat it. <clears throat> I was saying um because I did call. Okay. Yeah, Hello? I don't know what's wrong with your phone. Yeah. Not my phone. Come yeah, on. Can you hear huh? me good? Can you hear me good? Yeah, Hello? I hear you. All right. I was saying with Tesla, Tesla and technology in regards to radiation, because what happened to Fukushima, because of their things that go deep in the ocean and is now radiating, killing off anything in the ocean. The technology um, that this man, out of his him alone, that came up with to clean up or would create. But my question is, since the um, technology is so advanced now, what what are the reasons that um, in my um, why would they if if they choose to clean it, why won't they? And how long would this type of effect happen, especially in Fukushima? So now it's they they know I could do nothing about it. I don't know if that question is clear enough. If not, I'll repeat it. No, I no, think no. I got the question. Why is it? That, why would they want to kill themselves? Are you saying? No, no, not why kill themselves. The, 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 the radiation itself, because it's so deep under the ocean in Fukushima, and they have the technology to clean it, but they're not going to. What is going to be now a serious effect now if they keep it there for a lengthy period of time? Let's say in. 30 or 40 years. You have to understand, brother, that there's a war going on. There's yeah, an interdimensional, an extraterrestrial, as well as a terrestrial war, and it's all interrelated. Okay? The, the technology, and you have you've known already that the elite want to wipe out certain vestiges of the human uh, species. Yeah, and they already good. started it when when you saw the uh, the meltdown over there in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, the the kind of poisons that were released in the air at that time is to fast forward the death cycle of the cells of people who are sick, uh, people who are uh, more susceptible to diseases. They are forwarding or fast forwarding the death cycles of the cells. So. Mm-hmm. When radiation of the kind and magnitude of Fukushima is unleashed, 
they are forwarding the death cycle. They are accelerating or fast-forwarding the death cycle for humans that they want to wipe out from the planet. When that has happened or when that particular part has been achieved, then they will come in with the technology because what is radiation except resonance, another form of resonance, higher form, a higher frequency, and a higher form of, of resonance, of atomic resonance. All they have to do is to match the frequency and then attenuate it. But we have the technology. Tesla already has that technology. We already have the technology to eliminate completely and to set up a barrier, which is called a Tesla shield, that could surround the planet or surround certain areas or be placed in certain parts of the ocean in order to be able to block this, just like you put on a suit or you put on a lead sheet when you used to go in and uh, when you see the dentist when they took a picture of you, they used to put on this lead thing before they put, took it, uh, they bombarded you. Well, the same way that certain radiation couldn't get through those suits, there are certain energy fields where those radiations can't get through. And they have the technology to not only block it, but to match the resonance and then force it to attenuate. So uh, I don't know what their, their, their high major agenda is, except if you want to unleash that much kind of deadly radiation, you want to kill off a lot of people, period. Yeah, basically, yeah. Because I think so, if it was that case, make it easy, they might also start blowing areas in, like they do, like, you know, just if it was that, if that's such a case to wipe off, let's say, those people, they're going, I mean, I'm not sure if they are people that's very patient, they'll wait till in time it start killing faster, or they like some to rush and try to do as much things right. to do it at a more speed of process. Because what it's doing, I mean, it's going to wipe up a good amount of people, but if they want to kill bills, it's better off they go more faster with it instead of just doing these little small things. Because I'm not sure how, so how then long... The people would get, then the people would get wise. And if the people got wise to the fact that the government was killing them at, at, at rates and chunks that they could notice, or killing them in a way that they could see and notice, and when the people got wise, the government would be over. It would be more. It would be the chaos that they were looking for. Mm-hmm. But I think they're anticipating chaos still. I mean, because I'm not sure how much. Oh well, yeah, they, 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 but what do we have now? You call this order? No, it's not. Never, never was order at all. This is this is more chaos yeah. than order. <laughs> yeah. Remember, I told you. Remember, I told you in my lectures, our chaos is their order. Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. And with that, right. my wife is giving the cut jokes line time. Yeah. And she, you know, <laughs> Thank you, Paula. All right, well, that's it for me, so, you know. All right. Until next time, guys. Yes, indeed, brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, brothers. Um, yes. Uh, Dr. Valentine, thank you very much. This old guy. Yeah, yes, this old guy. Yeah, I'm going for this long, you know, answering questions. And definitely sharing your energy and your light with us tonight. And secondly, definitely we thank your wife for allowing you to share this time and this energy with us tonight. You know, mm-hmm. look forward to seeing you when you arrive in New York in this monumental lecture on the 27th. And definitely we look forward to those other dates throughout the calendar when you make your appearances various places. They're calling for you out here in L.A. You know, we're going to have to make that happen for the years out. 
Um, I'm a little bit tenuous about getting out of L.A. unless I'm super prepared. <laughs> I just want to tell my brothers and sisters out there, Brother A, everybody out there, definitely start getting those pills. Or the uh, they have to come in, um, some, some of them come in liquid, some of them come in powder form. But you need to start reinforcing the counterbalance to that radiation that is leaking into the air and atmosphere. And it is leaking yes. all. It's, I mean, they show you the charts. The whole of the West Coast is red. So um, all my more fairly clean felt. I got some liquid and iodine that I mix in the water. But okay, we need more for more. the education. You know, they need to hear it from somebody that they know and respect and love. So somebody's going to have to come in here and, uh, you know, ring your alarm, sound your alarm. I'm going to do what I can while I'm here, but we definitely need reinforcements because the people are um, very much not mindful of what's going on. It's not something that they well, let me see, know. you know, the naked eye. Let me know in advance so I can be prepared. And uh, I want to let you all know that definitely have to be prepared. Um, it's, the time is now. Uh, like I said, the whole of the West Coast is covered in red, and so is up in north, going up around Seattle, uh, towards the yes. Midwest, up around Chicago, and it's even filtering up New York and further north up into uh, uh, Canada. It's going to slowly, the only thing that's keeping it from, from actually coming down here is the Gulf Stream and the, tide, uh, the air tides that's down here in uh, Florida. It's going to get here too, but uh, it's not going to get here as fast as it is going to follow the, uh, the, the stream up north. So please, brothers and sisters up in New York, going around Chicago, Detroit, around uh, Minnesota, uh, going through uh, Oregon down into uh, Seattle, down into the West Coast, California, or definitely down around uh, Southern California going into Mexico, it's going to hit there. So please make sure, make damn sure that you're taking all kinds of precautions dealing with radiation. Okay. Hey, family, Brother AA, hey, I'm in here from you. Uh, much love to you and the family out there, and I want to pass on my deepest, most sincerest right. condolences uh, to your beloved and knowing that she's in my heart. And, um, you know, uh, that was a shock to me. I didn't know. I, You know, I was hoping that I would have heard some word before anything like that. Uh, I heard from your little brother. It broke my heart. I was crushed. Didn't know what to do. I felt helpless. But um, I know that Umi is definitely looking down, and she's going to be more powerful, and y'all going to be more powerful. Oh, I guess they're going. Indeed. Oh. Valentine, <laughs> uh, Brother Reptile, I want to say once again, you know, you've uh, contributed to a monumental historic episode. I definitely give thanks and love and light to you and the queen and the family. We look forward to seeing you in New York. I'm getting the maroon carpet ready so we can roll it out. It is definitely going to be a family affair. And uh, until next week, uh, 
until we see each other. Um, love and light, brother. And that uh, knee. Peace, hello. Okay. All right, family, we want to thank you for coming out tonight for this episode. Please download it, share it with friends. Make sure that if you're on the East Coast, that you're in the building when the master teachers defend the UFO conference. All right, family? I got a gift. I got a treat. This evening, I'm going to leave you with the Kabbalah God. You understand me? Yeah. Give me one second. All right. Go up in the... uh... Damn. Damn, damn. It ain't low. Yeah, we're going to have an exclusive for you next Tuesday. Here on KTL Radio next Tuesday, we have KT the Arc Degree with the astronomical, phenomenal medicals, Hollywood decoding Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You want to be in the building, you can listen to last Tuesday's episode with the Cosmo Physician himself, Rob Koo. KT the Arc Degree came on for 15 minutes and did an amazing job of just giving you a tiny, 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 tiny insight into where he's about to take this decoder and why it speaks directly to you, wherever you are, okay? You're not too high and mighty for this decoding breakdown. This deals directly with you and yours. So make sure that you tune in this Tuesday, Nova Ledge Radio, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? Block Talk. I will see you in the building. I want to leave you with something. Looking through the queue, seeing what we can wrench for you to leave you with. Well, the brother spoke heavily about that goal. Let me make sure we get a family an opportunity to join the fold. From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and Soul Gold Liquid Drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today.